when we started to gear up for WrestleMania, and I was champion by this time, I'd won the belt from Kevin at Survivor Series. I can't help but feel, even now, when I look back on it, that I felt, and it might have added to the tensions between us, is that being the champion meant nothing. Um, I won the title from Kevin at Survivor Series, which was one of the best matches I ever had. We went on a few weeks later to work with Davey at the In Your House and had a great match with him. And I started trying to have great matches one after another with different guys. But as I felt as as it was already sort of set, I already knew that it was me and Sean at WrestleMania. And I had no problem with that. But I felt that all the hard work I was doing didn't matter for anything. Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. hey What a lovely time we've had looking at Warhammer. <laughs> Absolutely. We are live from the tax office in the palatial mansion. <laughs> and what a beautiful day it has been. The sun has been shining. You've been in this week burning stuff down out of the loft of your new home. Absolutely. I have returned to actual physical wrestling training this weekend with Hell my yeah. training partner, not tag team partner, not mm. a Wicked Ink reunion, just someone to train with in an MMA cage, my good friend Van Wicked. You sent me a little clip, it looked like a lot of fun, my friend. It was really good, actually. I was rusty as fuck, to be completely honest. <laughs> I mean, it's been a couple of years. Yeah, I, well over two years. Um, and the centre we went to. I will say, you're not in bad shape considering, my friend. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> I know you put in a lot of work. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're getting there. But it was, um, we looked around, like the, this fantastic, like, um, judo boxing MMA place down in Dover. It's really, really good. Great facilities. And we walked in, and Van Wicked had been like, so the owner's like, oh, yeah, so what, what do you want to do? And like, oh, you've got this whole place to yourself. Just yeah, let yourselves nice. out. Yeah, that's, I remember that's what you were kind of hoping for. Yeah. But with someone else's gym, you never quite know the situation. Yeah, but it was really good. And then um, obviously did a warm up. I did a couple of rolls. Realized I hate rolling. <laughs> did a back roll. Especially on a hard, yeah. like, yeah, not a bouncy, lovely. You can tell Van Wicked is a lot more intelligent than me because he straight away put down a small mat to do his <laughs> rolls on. And I was like, oh, sugar. <laughs> Got to go Foley star, just bumping the field, <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, we'd, we'd said before we went there, because obviously there were two big crash mats there as well. We're like, mm. no bumping today. Just get chain, do a couple of see how we get on. It's my kind of wrestling. At that stage, it's like, <laughs> just need to bump because I need to do it to get it done. And mm. I know it'll be a horrible, horrible time on a real ring. So let's start on a crash mat and let's see how we go. I am now a technical ground-based grappling. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, oh yes, we are doing part one of, of twenty-six our <laughs> of our Road to Montreal podcast series. The first of twenty-six shows, as you say. This is WrestleMania twelve. The series is obviously Sean versus Brett is the main focus. There's some other stuff going on, uh, but before we get too far into that, uh, firstly, where will you be wrestling next month? I'll be wrestling at the Union Church on April the 13th in Margate in Kent. Uh, doors at 5, bell time 5.30 for Lock Antlers Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Lockhorn Wrestling, LHW, uh, follow them on the Facebook, uh, Lockhorns Wrestling. Um, I don't believe my match has been announced yet, Okay, uh, but I'm there and I'm also, hey, who cares? Uh, 
I'm in the Rumble. I'm in the main event. Let's go. It's Brit Rest. There's got to be a Rumble. <laughs> I hear. I hear, Rich. There's a prize Ooh. at the end of it. And it's not a raffle. It's not. That's. Uh, there better be a bloody raffle. Sure. If, if Lockhorn Wrestling do not have a raffle during the interval, is it really a Brit Rest promotion? Yeah. I mean, it's just how it should be. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I'll, I'll be working there. And, and also, you know... Um, and as I said, I will be there with my good friend, not tag team partner, not tag team, not partner. a Wicked Ink reunion. Very Van clear. Wicked will be there. Very clear. I just need to clarify that because see- <laughs> here's a thing, right? Genuinely, go on. And not to accidentally, you know, work myself into a shoot. And this, in case anyone from our dear friends at Lockhorn Wrestling listen to this, I am not Van Wicked's lackey. Yes, I've been his manager, but this is we are. Individuals going for gold. Have you got heat? No, no, we don't. Me, me and Van Wicker don't have heat. We work, we work very well together. But this isn't about being in a tag. This isn't about Wicked Inc. This is about Tax Williams and Van Wicked. We're going to go and do what we need to do. Sounds a lot of fun, man. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so, Brett versus Sean. Go on. Talk to me about some memories you've got of Brett versus Sean. Like, we all know where this is going. Everywhere. If you're a wrestling fan, you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what happens in Montreal, this is going to be quite the journey for you. But the percentage is probably under 1% of people that listen to this that actually don't know what Montreal is when we talk about it like that. Yeah. I mean, this is genuinely, I was thinking about this earlier, the most iconic storyline or event that happened in professional wrestling you hmm. can the nwo was pivotal in changing the business stone cold steve austin's rise to the top was pivotal for the business and which is why we've got a billion dollar company in wwe now because it managed to you know get it in that public domain sure but brett versus sean is still to this day because i i know we've had this discussion before in previous pods but it could still be a work. And still no one knows. I mean, that's certainly a question we should be asking ourselves as we go along in this series. Are they working? Are they shooting? We know there's moments like, you know, sunny days. Everyone knows. Don't pose in girly magazines. There's <laughs> yeah. all these quotes, you know. Is it shoot? Is it work? Is it kind of on the verge of both? Is there an agreement between the two that we can get a bit more personal? Think about the heat. The business isn't in the greatest place for WF at this time. WCW are on a bit of a hot streak, you know. The thing that really threw me about this particular show, WrestleMania 12, is Razor Ramon is not here, but Kevin Nash Diesel is still here. He is. Oh, so there's a part of me that's like, you could almost listen to this pod series and our NWO pod series like in sequence together, you know? Well, it's funny you mentioned this. Now, I know we spoke about this before. As we go through this series, we're going to start looking what's also happening in our rival companies at this time. So at this time, both Nitro's on TV. It's I think the um, I'm going to go through the episode after Mania. So essentially the Monday of after Mania. And uh, ECW was on Hardcore TV on the Tuesday, so I've got on the Tuesday after WrestleMania 12. See, what are we going to counter-program with at this time? Nitro is only 13 episodes old wow. at this stage. But we are in Monday Night Wars territory. Ish. Yeah? Ish. <laughs> obviously, Nitro's live. You know, Nitro is still there. Nitro's live. So yeah. just to give you a bit of background, so here's what WCW ran with. 
Um, I do have like an account. I did look at a couple of websites of what happened, but I'll just give you who is wrestling and what is occurring. Like to break the fourth wall, we talked about maybe doing this. And I yeah. deliberately did not look so that I would oh, get a okay. genuine reaction when I hear whatever is going on on these other shows. So, on the card for WCW not Monday Nitro, the first of April, nineteen ninety six. Okay. Dark match. Alex Wright. Love it. Defeated Disco Inferno. Yeah. Dark match. American males. American males defeated uh, Colonel Robert Parker and Dick Slater. Okay. And another dark match. The Renegade defeated Flyboy. Rocco Rock. Public enemy. Yeah, sure. Card opened with the Giant defeating Sting in three minutes. WCW champion. Giant? No, at this okay, moment, not at, yet. at this moment in time, the champions are Flair's big gold belt, right? Conan's US champion. Okay. There's also tag team belts there somewhere, which I forgot <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> well, if it goes around anything that tournament, maybe they're not. Maybe mm. they are vacant at this time. Well, um, but basically, Giant wins by disqualification because Luger, who has been a bit of a tweener at this stage, mm. may have gone full heel. Oh, so, so so it is right at the beginning so is of that right last tournament. Oh, yeah. we did. Oh, awesome! Triple threat triangle tag match. Steiners versus Nasty Boys versus Road Warriors. I bet that was a laugh. It was certainly 15 minutes long. <laughs> no one's else. <laughs> and uh, Steiners went over. Um, okay. Steiners rumored to go in the Hall of Fame this year. I mean, with Bron Brecker and all this sort of stuff, you know, yeah, it would kind of make sense, I guess. Rex Steiner. Yeah, who Rex knows how long Steiner. Scott's going to be around either, to be totally fair, with his health issues. And yeah. You think about how abused his body would be over the years as well. Fucking hell. His heart must be quite the state. He's the big bad booty daddy. Mm, Yeah, sure. (laughs) Last two matches. Hogan and the booty man with the booty babe (laughs) defeated Arn Anderson and Kevin Sullivan. Okay, right. With Miss Elizabeth and woman at ringside. Now that's appropriate because it's International Women's Day. So woman, it's nice how we've evolved a lot (laughs) in the last 26 years of life. So that's good. Not the best example. <laughs> okay, well, not, re- not referring to a female talent as a woman. I was thinking about how she was treated later in her life. Let's just move on from this level of Main <laughs> conversation. Oh, oh, sorry. I should have mentioned during the tag match, Bobby Heenan on commentary announced he this was his last Nitro as he was retiring. Oh, well, that didn't last. I'll tell you why. Okay, good. Main event. Ric Flair. WCW World's Heavyweight Champion defeated Thank you for Lex yes. Luger. Okay, good. Uh, in a title match in Ooh, 10 minutes uh, and 50. Uh, pretty uh, much. <laughs> and then uh, the commentators of this event were Heenan, Bischoff, and uh, our good friend Steve McMichael. Yeah, the best good time lad. period. Fucking A. <laughs> Just gotta penetrate in the gotta... back. <laughs> um, but at the end of the show, it cuts to the commentators, and uh, he shook Heenan shook hands with Bischoff, and he shook hands with Mongo, and it was like, "Oh, it's an April Fool's joke." Oh, and that was and that was the storyline <laughs> for the whole of Nitro. WCW '96 is the best. And then we go to ECW Hardcore TV. Now this really interests me because ECW '96 is one of those. It was the greatest thing ever. 
everyone should have been there like 96 specifically seems to be one of those time periods that ecw fans always quote is like this was it like 97 98 were good you know rob van damme the sabus etc but like 96 had like taz sabu dreamer like you know beginning of rave and all this sort of stuff and certainly some of those wrestlers are on this card some of them are not well, quite the a t- lot of them are not on this card in 1996 well the tv show is only an hour long isn't it yes so it's very limited and like it's week to week it gets a bit spotty well let me tell you who the champions are at the moment ecw okay two cold scorpio is your current television champion makes sense yeah total elimination are the tag team champions the eliminators any every time kylo ryle and bobby fish do the high low i'm like please excalibur say the thing say the thing come on <laughs> so that simpsons meme isn't it say yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and our current world heavyweight champion ecw it's everyone's favorite cult leader raven yeah cool opening with joey styles ecw chant um the godfather pro wrestling damien kane and lady alexandra there kane's talk Kane, not the terrible mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, who doesn't understand anything to do with COVID or wars. Logic in general, it would seem. But yes. that's basically, they start off having a, 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 an interview with Joey Styles, and out comes El Porter Ricano, Ricano <laughs> at this time. Is he a cheese? Well, it, you think so. And, like uh, gato cake? Oh, like yeah. It. I, like, I like it. Cool, Max. Um, Listen to our formation of the NWO series. <laughs> it was like, what, three years ago? But the devil's favorite demon, uh, yeah. Damien Kane, uh, clo- attacks with a clothesline, suplex him to the outside as the crown chant for the Sandman. But that's not the actual match. No, no. The match is Damien Kane with Lady Alexandra versus Mikey Whitbreck. Easy done. Easy done. Uh, match goes on. Um, Frank and Mikey from the top rope for the three count. Mikey Whitbreck goes over. Cool. Uh, Joey Styles is now uh, on camera and tells us Stevie Richards isn't going to be able to tag with the Blue Meanie against gangsters, so he's going to be replaced by Stone Cold Chad Austin. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I don't know who that is. Not me neither, but it's basically gangsters versus Blue Meanie and Stone Cold Chad Austin. Um, The gangsters. If it was was BWO doing their stuff, there's going to be parodies of parody sort of things. So, yeah, sure. So, Stone Cold Chad Austin, the the, uh, gangsters beat the shit out of them, and then they basically issue a challenge to the Eliminators for the Tag Team Championships. Very nice. Cool. Um, So, (laughs) even though they've issued a challenge, the Eliminators are out for a tag team title match against the Dark Raiders. Dark Raiders? Do I know who that is? Yeah. Billy Black and Billy Black's tag team partner. These sound up sound like made up names. <laughs> Joey Styles is back and he's reviewed what happened at the big ass extreme bash between Shane Douglas, Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, and Raven. They're just just mocking WCW <laughs> openly, like their pay per view names. It's great fun. And uh, he tells us that at this stage, Brian Pillman is banned oh. from ECW unless he's Fuck willing to yeah. wrestle Shane Douglas. Oh, let's go. Because Pillman's transitioning from one to the next. Oh, we're yep. going to get all this as well. Hopefully so. Oh, so good. And then we get to our main event. New gen, dude. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. Well, you'll enjoy this. Go on. Taz with Bill Alfonso mm. versus Bubba Ray Dudley. Moxley should apologize to the fans. Bad take Bubba Ray Dudley. Sure. With Sign Guy Dudley. Chubby Dudley, Big Dick Dudley. The referee for this match is Paul Richards. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. That um, sounds like a lot of fun. The ECW card sounds a lot better than WCW one on paper. Like I think it, watching it, probably the WCW one would be funnier by the sounds of it. Especially yeah. that tag match with just <laughs> six hostlers just beating the shit out of each other. 
Tasmission after three and a half minutes for the victory. Yeah, I mean, I could have told you that. But, <laughs> but then after this, at the end, the show ends. Yeah. We get various promos at the end. The doctors are talking about Raven's foot injury. Sandman's talking to Missy Hyatt's boobs. JT Smith is uh, talking trash to his long-term enemy, Hack Myers. Hello, Hack Myers. Right. Pretty sure that was our friend, the Sandman. Yeah, sure. And the Eliminators tell us how they've come up from the projects, and they won't let the gangsters take them back there. And uh, Francine's talking about taking the title back. Sorry, no, there's not Francine. That's my bad notes. The franchise, Shane Douglas. Oh, Douglas, yeah. The Francine, Shane Douglas. <laughs> well, he only turned, what, 94, 95? Yeah. Was that when ECW was formed? Yeah. And uh, he, he finishes uh, ECW Hardcore TV talking about how he's going to get the belt back from Raven. Awesome. Well, we will see how those shows progress as we go along. But that's what they're counter-programming with WrestleMania 12. So it's very interesting to see the caliber of shows that each one has. Yeah, Flair versus Luger makes sense. Taz yep. versus Bubba Ray Dudley makes sense. Two of your biggest stars on each of the companies. Yep, absolutely. But nothing can hold a torch. So the, the build-up rivalry of Brett versus Sean in the main event of Mania. On that note, I think I know your answer here, but let's just start with a blanket yes or no Brett. type thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's better, bro, Sean. 100% Brett. It's Brett. It's 100% Brett. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we're such marks for Brett, though. Brett Hart. There's at least, I would say, 30% of people listening to this going, fucking idiots. Don't know what they're talking about. Look at Sean selling. Look how much, much smaller Sean is. Look at Sean's promos. Brett can't cut a promo. Now, we know that's bullshit. Brett's promos are fucking awesome. Brett's promos are much better than Shawn Michaels' promos. Oh, that's a statement. No, no, no. Because mm. it's of the story and the structure. Okay. Brett was always in it for the story and putting his opponent over. No one told a better in-ring story than Brett. I don't know about promos. I'm very interested to find out over the next year worth of shows we're doing. Yeah. But Sean was selfish in promos. Brett put over his opponent. Okay. Brett elevated. Sean buried. Mm. So while Sean promos were funnier, more aggressive, more, oh, that's risque. Sure. At the, at, was at the detriment of his opponent. We will no longer say the words. <laughs> yeah. Bloody blah, but that, bloody blah. But exactly. But people will always remember him because it's like the DX promo. Sure. What was that lovely beeping sound? Uh, that's like telling me that there's just an update on the uh, in the Scab Blood Bowl League. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought it was though it might be your laptop battery. I was like, we're not losing this pod. This is a good start. I'm now frantically panicking. Like, no, everything's plugged in. <laughs> okay. Um, but very quickly as well, before we yeah. go on to this, and you know, I like to take listener feedback on board. Last yeah. week, <laughs> no, no, no. last week in our Elimination Chamber podcast, you can go back and listen to it on our archives, World of Wrestling Podcast. They made us watch that 2014 raw shit for weeks. I I'm not a big fan of our fan. well, fans. Fans? Mm, listeners, that's a bad word. My colleague Warren, who Bunch lives in Canada. <laughs> so, no, no, that, that Warren is certainly not that. Warren's ah, a lovely sure. chap. I like uh, Canadians. Oh, it's yeah. mainly the Brits I don't like. <laughs> yeah. The Canadians have got a lot of natural oil. We can all go and live there. <laughs> um, but, Get your petrol now, kids. <laughs> disappearing soon. <laughs> disappearing soon. But no, please, Elon, can we all have electric cars now? <laughs> Lower the price, please, Mr. Musk. Uh, but Warren uh, mentioned to me earlier during one of our... How are we going to make the electric if we don't have the oil to make the electric tanks? Oh, sorry, go That's on. why we've got the sun, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, the sun's burning out. That's what April 2023 will be. We're going to live on the moon. Yeah, that's gone. We're fucked. It's all good. But, um, yeah, we'll just War- eat each other. It'll be fine. Carry on. Tasty. But Warren listens to the pod and very good. And he's, he's halfway through the Elimination Chamber podcast, which is very, very good. Hello, Warren. Thank you for listening. That's what we're meant to say, right? Is this, what, is this Wrestle Talk teaching yeah, you how to do my, this? It's my education. <laughs> oh, okay, well, 
But um, Warren called us out on something, Rich. You know, last week we guess that wrong all the time. Uh, <laughs> Warren, no, 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 not please do. We we commented that we didn't like Edge, and because he's shit. Well, Warren's comment was no, he's not shit. He's Canadian, so he has to <laughs> like him. <laughs> great comment that's awesome so um edge still sucks warren sorry but brett uh, kenny omega's also canadian so is chris jericho so yeah you know there are good canadians out there brett <laughs> i mean brett owen fucking hell come on pc williams yeah sure pco um, pco i mean exactly and and jean luc jean luc who was the original mountie wasn't he yeah um, oh well because of pierre Ule is pco isn't it yeah yeah sure. there we go Mag- magic Ah. <sighs> but no one can hold a candle to Brett. Uh, I agree. I'm going to try From, from Canadian them... standpoint, from Canadian wrestlers. Uh, I'm talking generally. Like, there's oh, a very okay. short list of guys that I'm just like, you know, I hear their music and it's instant goosebumps. Instant, okay, this is going to be good. It's like Brian Danielson, Okada, Brett, Omega. Williams. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, it's if I hear oh rush, like I know what I'm in for, like and I just like, get fight, <laughs> yeah, sure, or Heidenreich, but I'm in. Oh, no, <laughs> no, definitely not. But like you know, it's, it's, I'm into that. Like a big part of this show for me, and we'll get to it, is we've all, all, often talked about how wrestling doesn't have to be this, doesn't have to be that. It can be m- multiple variations of things. That's why we love AEW so much. It's and one of the things there's there's a certain section of matches match that split into bits. <laughs> I don't know how to phrase it, but like I loved it so much because it was something different and interesting. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a match. It doesn't have to be special or whatever. It could be just interesting and weird. And uh, I love that about this show. And I'm rambling. So let's move on. So, um, oh, the other thing I wanted to propose uh, was that um, we're in '96. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Everyone talks about the Attitude Era starting 98. So we're two years away from it. How much Attitude Era do we see as we progress throughout this year? The Attitude Era starts at King of the Ring when Austin wins it. Yeah, I think Some so argue too. it starts at the end of our journey. Um, well, no, we're, we're, Could do, yeah. But it's, it's looking at those elements, like are there... Half naked ladies, we're seeing extreme like blood and guts and violence and stuff. Not the southern wrestling type, but the attitude era type stuff. You know, I mean, are we seeing Russo bits coming in already? And so I think that'd be a really interesting journey to take and just keep that in the back of our minds almost because 96 people talk real tons of shit about New Gen and stuff. And I know we kind of love it and we've covered bits of it. Never really this time period for WF. The good thing about this is I know I will enjoy this more than Raw during the attitude era. Mate. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly Raw during the uh, the reality era. <clears throat> yeah, sure. But on the subject of Russo, the key point here will be Sonny. Genuinely, from this point forth, that will tell you when Attitude is really starting. Yeah. Sonny's exposure as probably coming in as a manager with uh, Chris Candido as the yeah. body donors. Kip and Skip, whatever yeah. they're called. And know. then transitioning over to commentator, backstage interviewer, how skimpy will the clothes become as we progress over this yeah, year, you know? Exactly. I mean, and then several years later, which we won't get to, LOD 2000. Mm. 
Shiny. I remember popping at the time, but that, yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. That's one other thing I really wanted to mention. I can't remember what it was. Maybe I'll think of it as we go along. Fuck it, who cares? So, um, first episode in, I say we just play the full intro. Of course. Let's do it. It is the dream of the challenger to become champion. The crowning achievement in a lifetime of yearning. It is the dream of the champion to aspire to excellence, his legacy indelibly etched in the annals of time. Shawn Michaels, the confident challenger, a maverick who spits in the face of adversity. Bret Hart, a triumph of tenacity, the mighty ring general who stands in defiance of defeat. Tonight, for one illustrious hour in the Iron Man match, we will witness their passion, applaud their heroics, Marvel at their gift to enthrall. Two craftsmen engaged in an extraordinary athletic event. Two men bound by the dream. After 60 grueling minutes, one man, exhausted, will have his arm raised high. The quest realized, the challenge overcome. One man, expended, will breathe loneliness. Unwilling to surrender, he will have been stripped of the dream beautiful simple slow motion black and white clips of wrestling gotta love this time period so much but the person that made this or wrote this intro i should say loves literation i've narrowed a few down for oh yes consideration challenger champion and crowning legacy indelibly confident challenger maverick adversity triumph tenacity defiance and defeat illustrious iron man match oh that's a good one uh, we will witness in uh, engaged extraordinary challenge overcome surrender stripped like the whole uh, the phrasing oh vince was on fire when he wrote this one this wasn't see this voiceover at the beginning was palatable because yeah. as we would get through it voiceovers were taken over by a <laughs> <laughs> uh, killer intro got me really hyped really really and, and as you said just the slow-mo black and white sean michael's doing his like arms out spinning in the middle of the ring oh. i was like okay i'm in and you know what was really nice about this show I was really looking forward to watching. Like after you went last week, I was like, I'm going to start watching this now. I'm Fucking very excited. A. I was actually really excited to sit down and watch this show. I think the thing is with this run of shows, it's because, I mean, as we'll get to in the opening <laughs> match, there were there were faces. There's someone who was a face in this this show who I had no idea. I couldn't even remember they would have ever been a face. Yoko. Oh, I don't damn, ever recall yeah. Yoko ever being a face. Even with the Owen stuff, it wasn't really a face. No, he was still was a heel, heel, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Doing wow, the, but I considered it. Following through that time, this time period, it's going to be great to to do it, and we get to see the the actual development and the attention, almost firing of Steve Austin as the ringmaster mm-hmm. with the million dollar belt coming through yeah. at this time period. So, yeah, should we get into it? So, it's nineteen ninety six. How old are we at this stage? Uh, Ten. It's WrestleMania. We're in person. We've got the opportunity to do it. Ready? Oh, whoa, whoa, WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Fuck you, COVID. You don't exist anymore. Someone's flicked a switch. Oh, just hearing the music. 
You hear that? Do, 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 do. At the beginning, it kicks in. Like, do you think do, they'll do, bring do, it do, back do, at 40? Because they like, they, no, WWE do lots of different idiots. things. idiots. They don't know how to market stuff anymore. <laughs> Wait a minute. One billion turnover. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but this instant goosebumps. Yeah. Like, I was in for it. And then you see the animated puke copter coming in. I'm like, gimmicks! This is our gimmick! <laughs> so good. We were lacking a blimp. If we had a blimp, <laughs> we would have absolutely nailed it. Hit the sweet spot for me. Fucking A, man. Oh, so much fun to be able to sing that in person. I've been waiting to do that for ages. <laughs> uh, cut into a pact of the pond, which is the Arrowhead Pond in Alheim, California, um, which is now the Honda Center. Boo. Home to the Anaheim Ducks. Quack. But ducks fly together. Um, Gordon of course Bombay. they do. They migrate sensibly. Yeah, exactly. Gordon Bombay, hockey legend. Have you seen Mighty Ducks? No. no. Good stuff. That, Someone that, else that sounds like a movie. Your Canadian friend would have got that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Warren? Yes. Hello, Warren. Gordon Bombay is a hockey legend, isn't he? I'm just waiting for his response. <laughs> <laughs> the attendance for a WrestleMania, 18,852. At the time, I think that was quite good, though. So if you yeah. think like they've been in the garden, they got like, what's it? 15,000 at a garden? It's not as way, much yeah. as I ever think it is. Yeah. yeah something like that. Which I think, always I think it can be less. I think it can be down to like, you know, 10K. Wait a minute. Were you looking at the recent house show figures? Wow, yeah. With the best, su- the secret surprise opponent <laughs> for Brock Lesnar. The recent Raw figures, to be fair. But like, well, yeah. again, this is, this, I, I, I sleep Raw. I do. But they make a fuck ton of money. So it's not for me at the moment, but they yeah, know I'd- what they're doing. I was just about to say, I don't have to watch it, but mm, I kind of do. It's kind of my job. But, like, you know, people aren't forced to watch it. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, uh, Night 96 Raw was good fun. We'll find out, though, Ooh, as yes. we go along. We are live on pay-per-view. Obviously, we're doing that work. Yeah, Prim, thank you very much. Um, So, we watched it on the network. Yes, yes. Did you notice the two matches that were cut? I didn't notice the match that were cut. So, there are two matches missing. Did I write them down? Come on, Rich, from a few hours ago. Please say you wrote them down. If you just pop onto Cage Match for me. I'm just going to go and see the card. Uh, Thank you. So there's two matches missing on the network. Um, I'm pretty sure they were dark, uh, but I don't know. I wondered whether you could tell me, because you may have watched this at the time. I did watch this at the time. Okay. This is all relatively new to me in terms of I know what happens. I've seen shows from around this time period, but I didn't. I, w- I started watching like '98, so this was like two years ah, before my fans. So I, there's a uh, a Body Donners match versus the uh, the Godwins. Mm-hmm. Oh, with a country boy, country boy, country boy. But more importantly, oh, it isn't listed there, Rich. What's the other match? No, no, no. It's, do you not see it? No. Okay, I, I know this one off the top of my head. The match that's missing from this show is the Nacho Man versus the Huckster, because <laughs> they made mention of it on the commentary. Yeah. So, you know, the Jim Cornette spiels, they did the whole mocking of WCW having the old guy, the retirement home, etc., etc. Yeah. These two guys had a match at WrestleMania 12. Now, I don't know who was under the guises as such or whether they broadcast this. I tried to find out. Didn't say it was listed as dark on the um, cage match website. It just said these two matches happened at WrestleMania 12. So when it kicks into not those matches, I was a bit like, oh, I kind of wanted to see the Body Donners wrestle and see if they were any good. I, I wonder if they were good. I mean, the Body Donners were good. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Chris Candido's in there. Um, yeah. Power bomb, dude. I don't remember 
much of this. Oh, crikey, the Scab League's going really mental this <laughs> evening. Stop it, your Warhammer updates. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 have ne- I never saw that at the time. I, I think, in fairness, when I was watching it on what would have been Sky One, when they had WWF Superstars and Wrestling Challenge at the time, nice. I think, like leading up to Raw, and this was the time when like, Hogan and um, Savage had jumped ship, get the feeling on UK TV they had cut those scenes. Oh, really? Because I never recall seeing them. Okay. In- I definitely had to go back and watch them. Yeah. Like, they were never part of my line lexicon or wherever. Yeah. The first time I remember seeing them was when it was the rise and fall of. Uh, sorry. Um, I used the word lexicon wrong. <laughs> <It's good to laughs> yeah, I was skimming over it. <laughs> I appreciate but I think it. it was um, when they did the Monday Night Wars DVD. Yeah. I think that's the first time that I came across the Huckster and the Billionaire Ted. Sure? Because I think it would have resonated triggered something i'm trying to think like i remember sean revamped it to mock hulk hogan before their infamous SummerSlam match where sean oversells like crazy but like, i mean that is a mild unsell oversell <laughs> <laughs> sure but like um yeah I, I seem to remember these were a thing they were kind of like infamous in the community boards i used to post on and such you yeah. know what i mean so i've definitely seen them but not at the time um so 31st of march 1996 I love when WrestleMania was in March still because it's not even my birthday, so it always felt more special to me. Again, like I said, I was 10 years old two years before I got cable. So this is all kind of new to me. Yeah. You were 12, 13? I would have been 12 at the time. Yeah. Cool. How much WF had you watched up until this point? I'd, I'd watched from Rumble 91. Okay. So like, yeah, a good chunk. Five years. Yeah. Nice. So you Stick really had the background and everything. In, the, in, my, uh, in my front room. I kind I, of already knew this, but I thought I'd ask for the right. In, in, in my front room, I've got my <laughs> only ever completed sticker book, my Merlin WWF sticker hey. book, which include uh, MVP being in there, which was when it was Brooklyn Brawler as a baseball player, which I think then... Be- oh, not Montel Vontavious Oh, Porter. no, no, no. That, no, I didn't collect stickers when MV, the, the current MVP was there. That's what I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but I think they, they called him MVP in the... UK sticker book, but I think in the US one he was called Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Yeah, nice. Because he had the baseball gimmick, didn't he? Yeah. So, commentary tonight is by Vince McMahon. And Jerry Lawler's also here. Jerry Lawler, when he's at an appropriate age to go out with 18 year olds. <laughs> well, yeah, you say that. He's wearing a jacket without a shirt. And I'm like, you may as well have a neon sign on your head that says, Beware, kids, run away. Like, you do realize some of that was my old wrestling manager gear when I'd wear a suit jacket and no shirt. <laughs> but you're not just seeing a commentary talking, you're out there doing gimmick and shit. You Evidently, know what I mean? you've never seen me commentate SCPW shows when I had to wrestle as well. No, no just commentating oh yeah well i sometimes because <laughs> jerry lawler ain't getting in the ring at any point soon <laughs> oh he doesn't get to have his mania moment until he loses to michael cole boo to be fair he would wrestle though but it's still funny to call him a pedo so i'm just gonna move on <laughs> <laughs> the pay-per-view by rate was 1.2 relative whatever the fuck that means 1.2 with your family <laughs> yeah it's relative to 1.2 so that's the pay-per-view by rate yeah is it people is it ratings is it nielsen who knows <laughs> No idea. Just, yeah, ratings have just gone beyond me at this point. I don't understand what any of them mean anymore. Nobody really. cares about ratings. They only care about YouTube views and advertising money. It's like SmackDown has twice the viewers that Dynamite has, but Dynamite has the right advertisers, so therefore, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Can we just watch the wrestling and enjoy yeah. it, please? Like, And as a side note, Dynamite doesn't have the right advertisers because WWE makes a billion dollars a year <laughs> through their content creation. Sure. But AEW's good. And so is WWE's marketing team. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like that you added marketing team. Yeah. That was great. Uh, holy shit. The crowd is absolutely pumped. It's we a mania. Into the arena and it's just like kids going mental. It's so much fun, man. It just makes me a bit sad for this year's Two Night Mania. I have no interest whatsoever in this. I will mania. obviously watch it. It's Mania. Of course. I'll be excited on the day. I will certainly be, be excited like, for night one. <sighs> that felt like watching that Royal Rumble from two months ago that Ooh, I was really fun. excited for. And then we're just like, well, that was a waste of five fucking hours. <laughs> hey, guys, we've got a match with Steve Austin. He can't wrestle. We've got a segment with Steve Austin. <laughs> He's, fat Austin's going to walk down the ring. Oh, Austin's not fat at the moment. He's going to kick some dude in the balls, stutter him. One, two, three. Bye, Kev. See you later. It does confuse me a little bit. It's like, oh, we've, we've written, you know, it's, we've got to have a battle royal because we've not got enough space for everyone on the card. And like Seth Rollins is standing there going, two nights of Mania and I don't have a mat. What did I do? You knocked up Becky Lynch and you took her out during the pandemic, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's what Vince is doing. Yeah, maybe so, man. It's weird times, isn't it? Like they've just got Brock and Roman and it's like everything else is like, ah, we'll book something else underneath it. It'll be but fine. But we've got Ronda in judo gear. Yeah, everyone cares about Ronda, don't they? And uh, Liv Morgan in Guest House Paradiso Katsu. I care about that. I really want Liv Morgan to win something someday. <laughs> she's in a tag match now, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> like that makes sense. She's so primed to win the belt, and they're just like, ah, just do, do this instead. You'll be fine. But they they can't have a go against Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair because they've also got you know they've actually got a storyline that's almost come from SummerSlam. Mm. So well done for the women for not let for people ignoring the women and forgetting. Oh shit! Yeah, title match. And then Ronda's also wrestling at Mania. I she wonder is. who picked that. Especially if she's probably gone, I'm main eventing, right? No. Rowan and Brock are, fuck's sake. But I'm winning, right? I'm going to, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I put her over last time. Actually, I think you'll find Becky, she put Becky, no. I'm pretty sure you kicked out, Ronda, you fucking prick. <laughs> like, you didn't take that pimple. Can I have the vomit copter again, please, for my Mania entrance? No, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, good old knacker Liv Morgan's got <laughs> <laughs> let's get in Vince McMahon welcomes us to the, <laughs> to the show um, do you want to do Vince's voice can you, you got, can your throat handle it or no, probably not no. right. uh, I'll give it a shot welcome everyone to Wrestlemania because I, yeah, I basically had like an asthma attack last week's show if I get through this and then do the rest of the board let's see <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Anaheim, California. Welcome to the Anaheim Pond. That's a good word for Vince to say. Pond. <laughs> and welcome to the greatest spectacle. Stupendous. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get one in. Spectacle and sports entertainment in the world today. The spootiest of spooty pyro goes above the ring. It is a beautiful... <gasps> WrestleMania. There you go. I'm Jerry Lawler. <laughs> I'm Jerry Lawler. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. <laughs> uh, considering all the intros we've talked about over the years and how we've analyzed how shit Michael Cole is, how bad the TNA ones were, this is perfect. Symbol to the point. Vince sounds amazing on commentary in '96. Vince, I I know you weren't a fan of it. I quite enjoyed Vince on Pat McAfee. Oh, I, I enjoyed the entertainment value. When I started to actually break down what he was saying, it made fuck all sense. Oh, wow. 
you can't have a positive because if you have a positive then you're not looking at the negative but if you ignore that negative then the positive becomes a negative and that negative becomes just like (laughs) steiner maths yeah exactly but i like i like to think like he was like well my my mother lived till 110 i don't need to worry about succession planning i'm not going anywhere this is my company I might give it to one of my kids. I might not give it to one of my kids. Fuck you, people. You don't get to choose. But, I'm Vincent Man. I'm not going to die. But in fairness, the, the balls on Pat McAfee to be like, are you going to die soon? Pretty much. It's like unbelievable. I, I don't think anyone else would be able to get away with it. And I like <laughs> the fact he's like made mention to going, yeah, Michael Kyle's a horrible person. The guy almost got me fired on my first day. That's the only good thing about that interview for me. Like, uh, sorry, one of the best things about that interview, I should say, is when they go, so Michael Cole, oh, awful human being. <laughs> Such a good response. <laughs> and then to double down once he's putting Michael Cole over as well. Oh, yeah, Vince is, Vince is a riot. Like, I would, can you imagine working for the prick? I'd be great. That'd be awful. You'd never get a straight answer. You couldn't understand a fucking thing he said. Like you mean like working in most places in the real world? Mate, I, I, do I you're very in- lucky you work in somewhere nice where you do get a straight answer. Yeah, maybe so. Well, he's a fucking awesome boss, I will say. Yeah. Just gave me a raise. What a lovely man. <laughs> Let's hope none of the rest of your colleagues listen to this and go, How why haven't I got a raise? I think everyone got a raise, so we all got new contracts. Cause like they had to so the contracts Ollie was working on for years. Oh my god, you didn't have like the rumor mill going that you were going to go to give me sport. <laughs> <laughs> we're poaching. Is Laurie going to rock up and give me sport? <laughs> I don't think uh, that's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. So Vinnie McMahon and Lawler, who isn't wearing a shirt under his jacket, just to clarify. Player. Um, <laughs> are standing at ringside and they run down the card cocaine is a hell of a drug they are very excited uh kid with a triple a sign behind vince did you see this and that was young young murder clown yeah fucking a it was it's time it's time it's hall of fame vader time <laughs> yeah cut to the entranceway and i'm like oh hang on it's that entranceway, the Team Chaos faction, yeah. beautiful purple coffin <laughs> yeah. thing, you know? Absolutely beautiful, interesting. The one which we get at 13 when we get the glass shatter through the entrance tunnel. Oh, I love it so much. This was, and again, right, I love the really fancy Dan Mania sets. They've gone silly yeah, now, but they've sure. just got their video digital wall boards bullshit, they which suck. I'm not a fan of. Yeah. The best one, as we've said several times, is the giant roller coaster. Yeah, absolutely. Which was great. But even this the, entrance, the massive New York one with the bridge and yeah, stuff, with the beautiful. rest of the Undertaker entrance, like, oh, oh my God, it's so good. But this clean, crisp Mania entrance with the tunnel through the Chaos Coffin. Yeah, the little L shape to walk to the ring. Yeah. You know where, uh, uh, is it? 14 they have the dx band yeah like on the corner is that that if you don't know what i'm talking about yeah it's just really really cool just yeah. adds that little dynamic thing of them coming out like a baseball stadium entrance or something it's just that little bit more special almost i think because they um they ditched the roman numerals the next year because for 13 was wrestlemania 13 okay. and then they went back to uh roman numerals until they get to wrestlemania 2000 yeah, yeah sure, and then sure. they got x7 after that yeah um I love this entrance way so much. It's absolutely beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. So our first match of the night tax is a six ma- six I'm gonna say man. Six man tag team match. I tried to be nice to him. <laughs> anyway, of Ahmed Johnson. Uh, uh, Pearl River Plunge. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if there was like a gimmick. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Just your response. I mean um, Ahmed Johnson was like he like, I would so, do it for every match, just yeah, this first. Ahmed one. Johnson, like the night 
the night before had won a slammy for the best newcomer jake roberts hero what a great promo god level wrestler ddt everyone loves it yeah absolutely uh yokozuna i mean they'll always say it for everyone who goes in the hall of fame who dies best big man in the business sure uh they are versus camp cornet the bi version of jim <laughs> cornet <laughs> 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 Surely someone must have picked up on this name at some point. I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Of Owen Hart. Hooray! One of my all-time favourites. The British Bulldog. Hooray! Um, Strong personal attachment to both of us, I'm sure. Because he's going to win whether he wants to or not. Yeah, he's bizarre! (laughs) And Big Van Vader, just called Vader at this time. They're a couple... Oh, sorry. Love Vader. Vader, yeah, Yoko, these are these are the. Vader big... used to terrify me as a kid. What really? Only one, um, him and Kane are the only two that really scared me as a kid. They, I think, for me, Bam Bam still slightly has it over Vader Ooh, for yeah, me. Yeah, Bam Bam in ring. But, oh my god! Yeah. Even out of ring promos and stuff. Yeah, Vader shouty promos though. Mm, big purple Vader screaming at the camera. Angry stuff. And again, Yoko, just from the from a nostalgia standpoint. I always go back to it like Royal Rumble. I think it was Royal Rumble 94, Undertaker casket match, seeing the terrible spirit of the Undertaker go up through the video wall. I was like, oh, terrible? What do you mean terrible? It was amazing. The best. <laughs> the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Yoko was really before my time. I came in in 98, you know, yeah. typical, like, actually, they were a kid. Um, but the matches we've gone back and seen, yeah, he's he's one of those guys that carries matches, like, when he's wrestling Luger and stuff. Like, we know Luger is not good. I don't care what you say, Tax. <laughs> he's not good. I loved his tweet. The third one you sent <laughs> yeah, me is Luger doing banter. The person he is now seems to be very entertaining and very yeah. grounded and everything. And this time. The best thing about but, Yokozuna for me was, like, I used to try and collect those Hasbro wrestling figures. And I remember that when Earthquake and Typhoon came out, it was amazing because you could move their legs so that you could do the giant whoopsie. Nice. Amazing. But then Yoko came out because all the wrestlers, regardless of those six foot tall, five foot tall, were the same height and width. Yoko came out. <laughs> wide, giant sumo wrestling figure from Hasbro. Do you think about Big Van Vader? Yeah. Right? I think of him as like one of the bigger guys. You see him next to Yoko in 96 in this match. Vader's half the size of Yoko. Yeah. Yoko is not just big. He's a house. He is enormous. You know? It's 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 a bit worrying. I don't know I'm if this was knowing just... what happens, you know yeah, what I mean? Because I think with Yoko, he was going for a phase where he wants to be the heaviest person. I I I remembering that somewhere where he was like I want to get up to 600 pounds. I want to do this, this, and this. Sure. And the fact, as I, I know we've said it before on, on previous shows, but the fact he he died in the UK and having to have the whole, how are we going to get the poor lad home? Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's awful. But seeing him here, the prospect of him going against Vader, plus having sort of Owen and Jake Roberts Did- mixed in here, Ahmed Johnson is also present. <laughs> You know, we were talking about people working around Rousey's arm last week. Yeah. It's like, Ahmed Johnson? <laughs> just working around him in this match, it feels like. We're we just going to call him Ronda's arm. <laughs> so, Ronda's arm. No, <laughs> there is a quick video package. Thank God. Nearly every match tonight has some sort of video package to explain the story. Yeah. 
great WWF production, even in 96, you know, really, really good. Uh, Yoko was managed by Corny. Yoko fired Corny, or Camp Corny, as we should call him here. Um, Yoko squashed a balloon to intimidate Corny. That'll learn him. Not sure about that one. Uh, as the match goes on, commentary also explained that if Yoko's team wins, he gets five minutes alone with Jim Cornette. I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. as soon as they announced that, I was like, well, the faces are going over. It's mania. But I know the rules of mania. Up until bloody, yeah. what was it, WrestleMania 16, the face always goes over. That's how mania works. Six person tag to start the show. Heel manager gets his comeuppance yeah. to get everyone a lovely, positive start to the show, you know? But then also, you know, let's throw the curveball. And we do have an hour plus main event and a three hour pay per view. True, so, very you know, true. We can run, rip up the schedule. <laughs> Before we get into this, amazing match um, <laughs> uh so we talked about new gen kind of coming from the golden era into the new gen going into attitude era you can kind of tell in how the ring setup is here because i don't know about you but it kind of caught me off guard a little bit and then it's the light blue canvas with the dark blue wrestlemania 12 logo and then kind of like watermarked logo that made it just look a bit messy and kind of yeah. a bit dirty to be totally honest uh red white and blue ropes USA, yeah. USA. It's WrestleMania. There's probably a war going on at some point. Um, 96. Falklands? Oh, this is going to make my world history look terrible. Gulf mm. War? That was 94, wasn't it? Gulf War? Um, People aren't here to listen about war history, especially given the current climate. Americans, Let's move on. Americans, yeah, well, okay. Uh, but black ring skirt with a WrestleMania 12 logo, not blue. Black WWF turnbuckles, but with the new gen yellow logo on. Which looked lovely. Bright blue ring posts. It's 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 transitional WWE. It's basically F. You've Sorry. let you've let your child dress itself, and that's yeah. how I describe the ring. It's like they know they want to do black and red and gold in the future, or black and white, or black and gold eventually. Yeah. But they've got this blue stuff left over. They're like, well, we've got to use it. Yeah. <laughs> it's WrestleMania. We don't like wastage in this world. Exactly. We're, even then, WWE were concerned of their carbon footprint. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like six months ago, Vince went, well, let's order the black and white ring with the black ropes or the red ropes of Raw and stuff. And they've got like a week before Mania. And the guys come along going, ah, we couldn't get the blue ring post, the black ring post in time. So what? You didn't order fuck. it on Prime? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see how this kind of like um, presentation changes. Yeah, I think that's the yeah. exciting because you said if we're moving into the dawn of the Attitude Era, yeah, it has to change because, and I think you'll notice it because obviously as we did the NWO storyline, well, probably as we look at some of these roars remember some of the results of that 10-week run that we did sure. as we go through it. So it'll be interesting to see as they are modernizing their presentation. As a quick one on. on the subject of modernizing presentation, do you find it strange when companies go to try and change their logo and when they change their logo, what they change it to, they think it's going to be better and it actually misspells their name? Sure. You have something in mind? No, well, I, I'm going to be very careful how I how I say it. It's nothing to do with my the company I work for, but another software company, right? Um, may have Microsoft, <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft, um, have apples <laughs> have put forward their new logo at the patent office, or right? Patent okay. office, depending on how you say it. Sure. And in their title. They've got the letter G and they've got a letter S. But what they've done with their logo, I might have mixed those up to add to confusion. Okay, okay. What they've done with their modern logo 
The S looks like an S. The G looks like an S. <laughs> They're called the SS. No. <laughs> who do you think I work for? Some kind of fucking furniture operation. Do you know who the SS are, right? I thought you said DSS. No, no, no. As in the SS. As in like, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Because they would be the SG. Wish it was a video podcast. Sorry. <laughs> they would be the SG, wouldn't they? Because they've changed the G to look like an S. So instead of I've looking- lost track of this gambit. <laughs> What's going on? But branding. Right, because obviously sure, you, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. do companies not actually look at what they're fucking doing? Yeah. So mo- Think of a herb, beginning with letter S, and then add in someone's age. Oh, there we go. <laughs> age. So age. Sage. Okay. Sage. Yes, Sage. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. They're trying to update their logo. And if what they've put at the patent office sure. is, is, is incorrect. If they've got a lovely new S in green, <laughs> then a letter A, then what their G looks like. They're trying to be modern, but it looks like they've just done another S, so it's now called Sasse. Sasse. <laughs> Do you like my Sasse software? <laughs> I don't know what accent I'm using. It's <laughs> fine. Yoko's in the ring. It's all good. <laughs> oh, Fuji on the outside waving an American flag. Okay, okay. So two things. Firstly, a Yoko comes out in like a silk dressing gown looking very Samoan sexual chocolate <laughs> with the Japanese generic music because as he's wrestling a wild Fuji appears with an American flag and you're like what the fuck is going on did you just refer to him as a wild Fuji yeah he just appears out of nowhere he's not in the intro he's not anywhere they don't talk about him Cornette was managing this guy a few weeks ago like Fuji's maybe maybe this is the re, uh, sort of their reunification but yeah. Fuji- but they don't talk about it he's just there <laughs> Bloody so Fuji, stupid. bloody working himself into a shoot. <laughs> it's great. It made me laugh so much. Like the opening of WrestleMania, you've got this blo- lovely reunion of Fuji and Yoko. On the subject, like stuff W had left behind, we've got these bring r- blue ring posts. Oh, look, we've got Duggan's <laughs> flag. Can you, can you use Duggan's flag? And Mr. Flag? Fuji, what's he doing here? <laughs> Check him in. Was this the first? No, it wasn't, was it? This wasn't the first mania about Hogan. Because he, oh he, god, so no, 92, 93. Yeah, he, the ten was the first one about Hogan, wasn't it? Because that was Brett Luger yeah. in the main. Yeah, yeah, because well, obviously he's in WCW now. Because the Huckster. There you go. Sorry, indeed. Correcting my own stupid points. Sorry. Uh, just on the subject of music, when we're talking about uh, Yoko's music, did you notice for the faces they played Yoko's music, then Jake's music, and then Ahmed Johnson's music as they walked in? Yeah, they kind of did a little bit of a mashup. I was like, that's a really nice touch. I like that. Yeah. Well, well, all the face have to get their entrance. <laughs> sure. Jim Johnson will need his royalties for all three. So, um, uh, all three faces take some heat during the bulk of the match. Yoko, Ahmed, and Vader. I feel like we've used up three hot tags in an opener at Mania. Maybe not the smartest move, to be totally fair. It's only a five-match card. Four-match card, technically, if you include uh, the Hollywood brawl. Sure. Uh, Owen bumping about. It's just like... Oh, he's the best. There's a bit where Ahmed Johnson comes in to give Owen a clothesline, and Owen's bumped about three meters before Ahmed gets there. He's like, "I'm not taking anything from you." <laughs> and you're like, "I love Owen so much." Ahmed Johnson, you, but this was—he was like the prototype of the next gen, big lad, yeah, muscly, sure. great look, great physique, strong, hurty, just what you needed in the new gen. Yeah, you could list maybe twenty guys, you know, hiding ranks, yeah. 
Yeah, but Ahmed Johnson actually had, had, had a look about him. Sure. I remember like seeing him in, in 98 even and being like, wow, this guy's got something. And his feud with Gold Dust punch. was really fun. Yeah, <laughs> Gold sure. tried to touch his cock. Get off me. Don't <laughs> <laughs> hear that coming up tonight. Yeah. Uh, power of a plunge, though. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And little tape around his muscles and oh, such, yeah. you know. Yeah, go, go not h- hiding anything. <laughs> Big, muscly, dark-skinned man. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Wild American sympathizer, American Mr. Fuji appears. Like that American sympathizer, yeah, using WWE's yeah. terminology. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Yoko gets the final hot tag. Four hot tags. <laughs> An opener at WrestleMania. <laughs> Only tag match on the card, right? <laughs> um, wow, now you say it. Is it? I think it is. Yeah. Five match card. No tag belt match here. Busy. Yeah, weird for this period of WrestleMania. They always had the tag belts. Who were the tag champs at this time? Ooh, interesting. Ooh. I'll have a look at this time. Uh, I'm going to bet on something like Quebecers or Demos or... They were vacant. Ah, okay. And that's what the opening match... The dark match for the tag belts was... was the dark match was for the tag belts. Oh, does it say who won? Uh, the Body Donners. Okay, cool. That makes sense because they quickly... Oh, that was it because they'd come to the end of a tournament. Oh, so right. the Body Donners beat the Bushwhackers. Best thing I heard during the week, by the way, as someone described AEW's JD Drake as Bushwhacker Kevin Owens. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's really good. I, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because I've, I've peaked at JD Drake. JD Drake's awesome. I love that guy. <laughs> uh, did not work against Keith Lee, though. No. Like, he needs to wrestle small guys. Yeah, yeah. should have put like, in the um, other one from Private Party, uh, Marcus Quinn. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, he could still have big Hoss matches, like they did it for NXT and stuff, <laughs> but like, this just wasn't the one. Like, a job of Hoss guy, is like... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Danhausen earlier posted a picture of Wardlow's got like the um, the big gold ring he got from the ladder match. Sure. <laughs> Danhausen posted, ah, is Wardlow now Ring of Honor champion? <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest comedy is just... It's the best. I love that. I, so I think much. I think the curse part of Ricky Starks and in the ladder match though didn't work because they just went back to the same spot. It was like Tony was like TK was like yeah, get Danhausen in somewhere. It's time to now start to utilize Danhausen, not just having curse people. Like it's still curse people around again, <laughs> but like just cursing don't... Uno, his friend. Yeah, sure. What are you doing? I'm your friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's a fun thing just to have. Yeah, he can be so much more. I hope he doesn't just become one little gimmick. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, anyway. Uh, Yoko does a splash in the corner. Vince shouts, Banzai! Pretty sure that's racist. Uh, <laughs> Not the right move. Exactly. Uh, Jake teases the DDT a few times, eventually hits it on Owen because of course he hits it on Owen. Owen's walking around the match going, Jake, 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 Jake. We're going to do it, yeah? We're going to do the DDT. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the oh Bulldog said he wanted to take it. Fuck the Bulldog. Fuck. Bulldog, get out of the way. <laughs> Davey, what are you doing? It's mine. I'm doing it. I've got a match with Jake Roberts. <laughs> Uh, Cornet in to take a DDT for funsies. But Vader jumps in about an hour after Jake locks up the DDT, but he gets there eventually <laughs> to stop it and to hit the Vader bomb on Jake for the one, two, three. Hang on, the heels of one when the manager yeah. was. Hmm. Uh, my, my one note here is well, that's a way to start WrestleMania. Still enjoyed it though, because I was still yeah, up for it after the fun. video package. Yeah, sure. It, and you said it had everything you needed. It had a couple of spots in it, it had the DDT, the manager was in peril. The heels probably needed to win based on the rest of the card. Um, yeah, I think um, I think mainly you give the fans a face pop to start, and then you can start doing heel things. Yeah. And such, but 
It was all right. It was a good laugh. I enjoyed it. Silly six person tag didn't really mean very much. Nice to see five of the wrestlers in there. Yeah, four hot tags. <laughs> Vince tells us we're about to see a one of a kind event. Dot, dot, dot. For sure. <laughs> uh, cut to a hype package. Voiced over by <clears throat> Mr. Monotone himself. Michael Cole. At this stage, Michael Cole was a complete war correspondent and Roddy Piper and Goldust have been having a horrible time. But this match was only booked from memory a couple of weeks beforehand because I think Goldust was originally supposed to be wrestling Scott Hall. He was, yeah. Ah, there we go. So the memory is still right. Yeah. There's a very good interview of Goldust talking about this on uh, doing an Inside the Ropes tour. With Kenny Loggins. <laughs> I think it's Mc something. Macintosh. Oh, what's his name? Kenny it's Macintosh. Is it? Yeah, because he did he did yeah, the Inside the Ropes guy. Yeah, he does the interviews. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's Kenny Macintosh. Kenny from Inside the Ropes. Yeah, Kenny from Inside the Ropes, uh, where Goldie talks about this match in depth. Like, for 15 minutes, he goes on a monologue about this. Like, you know, he's taking a few bumps to the head, so he gets a few bits wrong. We'll, we'll forgive him for that, but I would very, very highly recommend you go look at them. Um, highlights. Um, it was meant to be Goldust versus Razor in Miami on remote broadcast into um, Anaheim. Oh, okay. Because um, obviously Miami... Razor Ramon character, etc., yeah. etc. Et but you know, WCW, so Razor's over there now. Um, uh, it was always going to be one take shot. They can't redo it because they'd hired a bunch of extras and set up all the catering and stuff. And they're like, "Look, this is all we've got. You do what you do. If you fuck it up, you fuck it up. You just continue." And they did absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Goldie was not meant to get any attacks in. Just one nut shot uh, where Goldie will die- drive off and clip Piper's car was the idea. <laughs> But Piper kicked his ass for real, as Gold does put it. And you can seriously see he takes a baseball bat and goes, Bosh! for Goldie's head to start the match. You're like, what the fuck? I guess we should talk about what the match is, by the way. It's a uh, Hollywood so- backward brawl. Backlot brawl. You got it right the first time, yeah. Got one, got one take. <laughs> We've heard it backwards, yeah. Of ro- Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Gold Dust. The present, the interim president of the wwe wwf at the time rowdy roddy piper indeed yeah so they're basically on a back lot so at the back of where movies are made um in hollywood california a thing as i described has some catering there's some cars and a few extras kind of going yeah there's a fight don't phone the police we did it for the nwo and so so basically what happened is that um bruce vince gold dust piper all got in a jet all went to California and filmed this about two weeks before Mania um, to blow the kayfabe or whatever. Um, and so the whole time, Piper and Goldust wouldn't talk to each other because they didn't want to because they were just like, no, no, we'll just do it on the day sort of thing. But like Bruce and Vince would tell them what to do and how to do it. And this is how this all came about. You can kind of tell because they had fuck all planned. <laughs> like they did have a chat before, as Goldie put it. But um, yeah. Anyway, so Goldust KOs himself on the dumpster. Oh, it was fucking awful. So when he goes head first into the yeah. dumpster, like it's solid. He thought it would give and he just didn't test it beforehand. It was like, literally knocked myself out. Um, Vince didn't want any blading. So Goldust went to Piper, just hit me really hard. <laughs> it was like, okay. But I suppose the reason why Vince, not only just for, for sponsors and everything, for, for No Blood Anyway at Mania, but also the continuity of filming something two weeks in advance and going, yeah. 
Just going to have to open that up every day, Goldie. What? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a fair point, to be fair. And there was um, there was a big thing about it whereby um, Goldus was talking about they had to get like the makeup exactly the same when they came into like the latter section yeah. of this show and everything. And yeah, so it's kind of crazy. So when they're doing the Piper trying to bust open Goldie Hardway by punching above the eyebrow like you've seen guys do before and everything. Uh, Piper just punches Goldust in the middle of the forehead as hard as he can, <laughs> as you could hear, and more important, sorry, as you can see, and more importantly here on this pay-per-view, because there is a bit where they mount, Piper mounts Goldust in the car, and all you hear is, as hard as you can, just like, oh my God, he broke his fucking face. Now, did, did, did Goldie go into... At any point during his interview, why he felt Piper went so stiff on this? Uh, they, they, it was a mutual agreement between the two. Oh, really? Yeah, they literally wanted to like do it as hard as they could, sort of thing. And I think there's um, there's there's either some legitimate homophobia issue with Piper, or I feel like some sort of instance happened in the past with him with a gay human being of some sort, and uh, that there definitely seems to be some trepidation heat whatever in interviews i've seen with piper i'm, yeah. I'm assuming you've seen this yeah. as well no one ever said what it was he never clearly said it there were some accusations thrown around but who really fucking knows man to be honest and this is the thing as well uh, at that time in like 96 hmm. it's nice how our world has changed for yeah, the better in, yeah. in this instance sort of inclusivity and like i'm joking about some of the stuff that's happening in this match there's some really horrible homophobia stuff about it as well. loads yeah and one they would never do it today obviously for obvious reasons sure but you could tell i mean i know like we joked about ahmed johnson but goldust was invested in this character this androgynous character 100 he is so in yeah he's 100 percent in it might be because he's drugged out of his fucking eyeballs and he's like i will do anything vince tells me to do to 100 percent in his own words but even vince mcmahon to have this idea of here's an idea for a character i've got for you yeah and to be Some so ahead of the roads, curve you know <laughs> well yeah one would think to start off this case of ah this will be funny we'll turn him into one of them yeah sure <laughs> and then gold dust took the character and ran with it and people were like this is fucking brilliant it, it might be the best thing in this time period in terms of just a pure gimmick yeah because you know, Sean and Brett are Sean and Brett. They're not really gimmicks. No, they are, prof- they are professional wrestlers. Yeah. Goldust is 100% a gimmick. Like, as well as the uh, clip of the inside the ropes, I also watched, um, I couldn't believe that. I saw the title and was like, Goldust on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. And I'm like, uh, what? What's in, in full gear? In full wow. gear with Marlena, with everything, in full character. He does the entrance coming down through the audience and literally gets full, like, hands on Conan, <laughs> like, really sexual stuff. <laughs> it, it's really, really like watching someone dedicated to their character. It's yeah. actually quite impressive, like, to be on that scale, you know, like, you're on Conan O'Brien. You would have thought at some point you break character and you'd have a conversation, but oh no. And remember, Relic is killer, spelled backwards. It is isn't Because he invests in his gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> Different characters, but yes. just uh, So uh, basically, Vince didn't want any bleeding, 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 whatever. So Piper goes to bust Goldie open. And the second punch, when they're standing up, Piper broke his hand. Like, because clean, 
snapped yeah. his hand, right? So that's the first big broken bone in this five-minute segment. Uh, Hardway didn't work. Goldust doesn't even get blood or whatever. Uh, Piper doesn't move out of the way as Goldie runs him over with a car. <laughs> Literally broke both his knees. Had Piper been doing movies at this stage? Uh, yeah, he was he was um, stuntman and also doing movies. So, yeah. so that's the way Goldust talks about it, is yeah. that he's like, oh, I knew that he has done this sort of thing before, so I kind of just trusted him. Like He talks about driving through the car and seeing Roddy Piper on his hood going, what are we doing? <laughs> That'd be like me going, book my mate who do the podcast with. He'll be a good tag partner. Yeah, I can vouch for him. Sure. Yeah. Hot tag. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> Stupid, isn't it? Episode 100. Uh, there is one lovely... Oh, fuck that. Oh, there is one lovely bit where um, Goldie talks about, just to finish off this, this interview thing. Uh, Vince, after the match, took both lads to the hospital and stayed with them. He loves going to the hospital with his talent, though, in he case does, they yeah. talk about drug trials. Yeah, exactly. Don't mention the drugs, Goldie. Don't mention <laughs> the drugs. What's that? <laughs> so there's one other thing uh, that Goldust threw in uh, in one of these interviews. I can't remember which one it was. You know, that it's the back lot brawl. Yeah, the backwards brawl. <laughs> Backlot is meant to be a reference to, to gay hole. sex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> I never got that. Because it goes up the bum. It does. It's the back lot. And it's a fight to get I'm in. I'm not there. sure that's even a good pun or anything, but it could be but a fun. It's yeah, I mean, it's a bit harder than the other holes. <laughs> he, he's driven right into the back lot. Parked his car in the back lot. <laughs> sure. Uh, Goldust runs over Piper. Piper hops in a white Ford Bronco and pursues. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Where have I seen that vehicle before? Sure. So OJ Piper chases Goldust in his spray painted gold caddy. Oh, hang on. Oh, yeah, because this is the part, and then they do the phone in later on the, sure. on the hotline. So the cut back to the pond as these two drive off Piper and his white Bronco. Goldust and his gold. After not murdering his wife. <laughs> Definitely didn't murder his wife. And the trial proved it because the glove didn't fit. What gloves, officer? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing happened here to a sporting legend. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, cut back to the pond. Uh, Vince goes, all I can say is that I'm happy that's over with. <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't seen the edit before, obviously. Sure. Uh, do you want to go through this next film? Because it's got some people that I know you kind of kind of emotionally invested in. Emotionally invested in. Savio Vega versus the million dollar champion Steve Austin uh, with Ted DiBiase by his side. No glass. No bad motherfucker no. walk. Million dollar title though. This music. Is it Mankind's music? Oh, I thought it was like King of the Ring music. Like the yeah. Coronation music. But it certainly wasn't there. This it's is a lot more demonic sounding than the whatever, you know? Yeah. So obviously this is the ringmaster, That's Steve nice. Austin, managed by the million dollar man Ted DiBiase. Is it though? Because this is very transitional. So he was the ringmaster, but they don't call him the ringmaster. They still I think they mentioned Vince mentioned it a couple of times. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that. On this. And um there was a nice little vignette because obviously before this match, Doc Hendricks, Michael Hayes. No, I love Doc, Doc Hendricks. Hendricks. Doc Hendricks. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> Um, they're talking about um, Savio Vega and this is built up because Stone Cold Steve Austin was in a tag with Savio Vega beforehand and Austin kept refusing to accept the tag. So one thing that wasn't clear from this little video package, was this a long-term tag team or was this just like last week on Raw they were a tag? It was certainly a tag team. Okay, good stuff. <laughs> good research by me. That's fine. 
But seeing Austin here, slightly like Bob Holly style hair, not even swaggering <laughs> down to <laughs> such a funny reference. Well, really I'm trying like, to think of, of how best to describe because he's still got like an element of bleach blonde, but he shaved the hair off, so obviously the roots are still bleach blonde. So it's like silvery, whitey, yeah, mini growth of a bald man's head. Transitional Austin, yeah, transitional Austin, <laughs> and yeah, black trunks, million dollar man at ringside. It is hard to think at this stage that this man is two years away from becoming the biggest star the business has ever seen. It's weird. There's no pop, no reception from the crowd whatsoever. He's just a, a guy. And the fact they put this on the main show, the million dollar belt's not on the line. Yeah. Savio Vega and Austin were tagging and then they fell out. Yet they put the tag belts in a dark match at the end of a tournament. Seems odd. I think that they've got some faith in Savio Vega. I think they've got some faith in Austin. Definitely it's, more Vega than Austin at this stage. Yep. I think it's nice in California to have some different faces on the show. Yep. Not just a bunch of white boys, you know what I mean? So I think that maybe gives you some reasons why. Makes sense. And then, I mean, it's Can we not. talk about Savio Vega's promo pre match quickly. Go for it. He just has one line that just. I just burst out laughing. It was like, he says some logical stuff, or shouts some logical stuff, it's 96. But he finishes his promo by going, Savio Vega is ready for anything. <laughs> it's just a big, generic, beautiful line. You know? Brit rest. Yeah, it really is. That's almost like walking out the curtain going, let's go! Come on! <laughs> I need to work out what I'm going to say, because I want to pop you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Hiya! Not in Dover, you won't. <laughs> I, I, might, I might do this. Hey, hang on. No, that wasn't good enough. Try again. Hey, no. That's yeah. good pantomime shtick, you know. That'll work. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm a face, right? I think. I am. I don't know. For now, I'm going to enjoy the surprise. <laughs> um, one thing I, I couldn't help thinking, you know, Savio Vega comes out and he's got like the little ring jacket and stuff. And was this because this, this was also pre Los Periquas, wasn't it? Before we yeah. had gang warfare, pre race riots day, you know, <laughs> yeah. every episode of Raw. <laughs> hello, the nation. Hello, the DOA. Everyone's Fucking favorite a. militants. Yeah, sure. Um, Savio Vega's gear is like every South American flag all together. <laughs> It really is. What shall my gear be, Vince? The flags. Yeah. Which flag? All of them. All of them. <laughs> You're one of those, right? Are you Canadian? You're not, right. <laughs> um, can we talk about Austin's bumping? Pre-neck break Austin. Oh, that boy can work. I mean, Hollywood blondes. This is the Hollywood blonde version, but as a stripped back heel. Yeah, like sure. The technique Austin had fantastic you could tell he could work everyone just floppy ass selling like vega does a little punch on the outside and austin's like Whoom! in a high, half a second like he bumps like mcfoley bumps like he is there every to impress commitment, you know yeah like, vince at ringside and vince is probably been his ear going this is mainly this is your breakout moment go and make yourself a star yeah and you can also th- feel vince going this is the guy this, this guy's got well, something that's the thing though at this stage it wasn't like, it was like, oh, this guy can work. Yeah. It takes a lot of time to build up to that King of the Ring and the Owen Hart incident to yeah. make Steve Austin. Yeah, sure. So I do wonder, as we, as we start looking at the uh, how the ringmaster goes over the next sort of 12 to 18 months. Yeah. This is, that, so we've got, in the background of Brett and Sean and everything else. We've Face got, Yoko. Wait. 
<laughs> we've got Yoko, Vader, people like that, Nash, all this sort of For stuff now. that's kind of going yeah. on. And what happens to them, I guess, is the interesting story. Because then they're not here in a year's time, a lot of those names. Um, you've also got Austin, Rocky, Triple H, Gang Wars, Foley, Los Bariquas, like, you know, the Attitude Era being formed. I tell you what, that list, like, <laughs> Triple H, Foley, Los Bariquas, Austin, <laughs> Rocky. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Racism. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so as the match oh, it'd be very interesting to see if there's anyone that's pushed that isn't just a white dude on this show uh, Ahmed Johnson he won a slammy oh come on <laughs> as the match is going on Vince sends us to Roddy Piper on cellular phone hang on how did he get the money for a cell phone yeah they yeah. went around in 96 <laughs> it is white bronco Piper talks about how he's going to end this and also, seemingly why lose he his signal breath driving why he's really into it i get rid of a lot of things i'm never i'm gonna turn this wheel i'm gonna sell the shit out of this fucking rush hour traffic he's in los angeles to be oh, fair yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not in los angeles anaheim california that's the yeah. word i'm looking for thank you anywho back to the match because everyone cares obviously right the crowd have really settled in they're very comfortable in their seats with their popcorn and their drinks at this point they're typical west Coast wanker crowd to be fair they're, <laughs> they're half asleep you know i like the million dollar belt they're nice and shiny yeah it's gorgeous isn't it beautiful I, belt. I, I don't get the point of non-canon belts like the ftw belt and the million dollar belt like as a young person i always used to think that, like, oh, oh the million dollar belt i used to, i used to love that when virgil won it okay. at SummerSlam in i i, I can't remember how it happened, but basically, I think Million Dollar Man got DQ'd or counted out, and it's like, "Oh, Virgil's the winner by count out." And I was like, "Oh, he doesn't win the belt." <laughs> but then they bring it out, so but as it's SummerSlam, and they gave him the fucking belt. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'll have to. I'll have to dig it up because it, I remember it. And because as it's SummerSlam, yeah. he gets the belt. Why not? And then Virgil, I think, did like a, a front flip holding the million. Luger sitting belt. there going, "Motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> I got the belt at Survivor SummerSlam. Survivor oh, Series I, once. I, I need to delve into. I need to delve into this now. I mean, ima- imagine the scenes of going Virgil in Wikipedia to try and find out its title okay. history. But you, uh, you, you crack on while I go into my passion project of Virgil. Okay. So basically, this match between Austin and uh, Savio Vega is broken up a few times with Piper on cellular phone because the crowd do not give a shit about the no, match whatsoever. not at all uh, just to take um, a bit of a phrase um, Piper is going to make a man out of this fruitcake <laughs> because you know homophobia in it <laughs> make a man out of this fruitcake <laughs> Vince goes I'm being told we have aerial footage <laughs> cut to the pucopter feed <laughs> Uh yeah, full OJ Simpson. It's like they've just taken the clips from the OJ chase and just pop, piped them in. And I and I loved it when Vince was like, "Hang on, this this footage looks familiar." familiar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, ref bump down goes Tim White. DiBiase with a distraction. Austin hits Vega with a million dollar belt twice. Superfan Vlad absolutely loves it at ringside. Nice to see that face. Have they released this documentary yet? There, there was something on YouTube. I saw a thumbnail. I, I added it to my watch later clips. But so. I thought it was a WWE documentary. Yeah, maybe it was on the network. Okay, because I, I definitely saw a thumbnail and went, "Oh, I've got to watch that." Because yeah, I'm sure it's interesting. 
I'll just quickly finish this because no one really cares. Uh, Austin hooks in the million dollar dream to Vega. DiBiase wakes up Tim White with a cola over the face. Uh, Vega arm drops three times. Got to keep Vega strong for that incoming push. Uh, Austin <laughs> wins. Austin. 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 Austin God wins. damn it, Steve Austin. Yeah. Uh, quickly, post-match, Austin hooks in the million dollar dream. Some more just to kind of fuck with the... Uh, Salvia Vega. Uh, Tim White doesn't seem to give a shit at this point. He's just going, yeah, he's got the million dollar dream on the guy he just beat. It takes the other officials to step in to stop Austin. Vince on commentary sounds genuinely furious. The one of the referees was not buying into the gimmick at the end of the match. It's very and that's funny. why Tim White ended up with a suicide gimmick after that, probably. I mean, probably. Vince doesn't forgive or forget, does he, really? Nope, he's not a bitter boy at all. Did you find your thing you were looking for? Uh, no, it just told me that he beat him for the belt I, I need to go back and watch SummerSlam 91 now okay I'll do that later have I ever watched SummerSlam 91 I don't think I have we'll do it for the pod some point Brett Perfect ooh I've IC seen that title match. match yeah I've seen that match definitely because instantly I was like oh yeah it's a classic that's a really good one <laughs> Uh, anyway, more OJ Piper footage. Vincent says, oh, do you want to talk about Vega or Austin? It's, just, it's a match, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing how you have a filler match at Mania. Yeah. But they... weird, weird finish as well. Yeah. Well, he's the face who didn't get tagged in by his now heel ta- and he's tapped out. Yeah. So, so far we've now had heel, heel. Wow. Double heel start. And obviously, Piper beating the shit out of um, a fruitcake. Yeah, sure. So obviously, that's that's technically a face victory. That's a win for the good guys, right? For a match, in inverted commas. Yeah. Piper's assault. <laughs> so Pipe, more OJ Piper footage. Uh, Vincent is backstage to the one and only Mr. Perfect, who is with... <clears throat> I'm off to WCW any moment now, Big Daddy Diesel. Uh, they look at footage of Taker doing spooky spooks with Diesel. Uh, Katie Vick Diesel? I didn't realize that they were bringing in Steve Vick. Thank you to a Wrestle Talk <laughs> video to try and be like the Mania match. Sure, I edited that one. So yeah. That was a real thing, apparently. You, yeah. You also f- filled in Hade Venson as well, which I always remember. Good old Hade, yeah, British sure. wrestler. Absolutely. Good lad. I'm glad they didn't do that. I think it would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. But alas, no, we've got Mr. Perfect backstage going, Untaker's dead, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Wh- why aren't you interested in this match, Diesel? <laughs> no reason. Diesel is just like, I don't sweat the little things, all the big things. He's like, I don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> just wrestling the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like, he gives a fuck. I've got, I've got this Mania payday and I've seen what Scott Hall's got signing on bonus, so... Yeah, fucking Why am I here? Like, I know he's Big Daddy Cool, like literally says in the promo, there's a reason they call me Big Daddy Cool. Um, but it's just like, he is proper phoning this promo in. I We'll get to the match in a minute, but yeah. Yeah, sure. Didn't sell it. Didn't make me go, you know what I really want to watch? Nash versus Taker. Which I should be excited Oh for. yeah, 100%. Two massive dudes athletic dudes snatch at this time still kind of capable yeah um diesel finishes this this uh, promo by fluffing his line and goes big daddy takes cool of you (laughs) (laughs) yum big daddy takes cool of you (laughs) 
<laughs> you cool big daddy is. Um, uh, there's like a brief two second cut to OJ Piper with his white Ford Bronco seemingly arriving at the arena. I don't know whether they meant to cut to this footage at this point, but yeah, because they've only got a quick match to follow. <laughs> yeah, sure. So next up, we've got middle class cunt cruise Triple H Hunter Helmsley, <laughs> accompanied with Sable, by Sable, I should say interesting mm. versus the returning the ultimate warrior beautiful sparkly ring jacket yeah warriors are great tassels and then i realized this means again as one of the backstories we're going to have the ultimate warrior jerry lawler comic book feud yeah, sure. That isn't what came to mind immediately for me. Oh, really? Not the warrior wearing a cap? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know Going this. for a promo. What's that? Oh, well, hopefully we'll get to it in the Lawler Warrior uh, Feud. Okay. Is that coming up over the next year? Yeah. Oh, oh. Now Warrior's back. We've got Warrior and Lawler. Oh, okay. And again, because <laughs> what... <laughs> warrior had a comic book my reaction out. of just like oh that sounds interesting wait hang on Lawler <laughs> with Warrior I think worse. Warrior had a comic book coming out and Jerry Lawler was angry that he couldn't be the artist for it because Jerry Lawler is quite the artist yeah he is Yeah, and uh, it got to a point where during a promo that Warrior came out wearing a baseball cap completely not Ultimate Warrior style with the name of his comic on it oh okay so I hope we get to cover that because the promo would you believe it it's batshit crazy. <laughs> well, if if we if it's not on an episode we've selected, we'll definitely find it. What the next there. series, the Ultimate Warrior versus Jerry Lawler? <laughs> Fuck that! In a three three series run. So the thing that came to mind for me was that yes, Warrior's back, but this is the Triple H is being punished for the curtain call. Yeah, yeah, moment. But Sean's it's in the main event, so it's fine. That Sean is, yeah, the other Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. He ain't around anymore. Um, so anyway, so in-ring pyro for Warrior. The entrance is just the coolest fucking thing ever. They have the big colourful lights as well, like Beautiful. the AEW colourful light things, you know? It, it made him seem like, and rightly so, a big deal. Yeah, sure. Obviously, he, a shame he never returns to a main event level, but I don't think we needed him at a main event level when we've got Brett and Sean in the main. Not 996, definitely not. And Shane Douglas soon as the Dean. Yeah, sure. Uh, Warrior is in blue oh, and orange. Wait, no, he's, he, he would have already gone, the Dean. Um, because he's already 96. back in ECW because he yes. feuded with Scott Hall for yeah. the IC belt. So, yeah. no, sorry. I've, again, outdated my memory. That's fine. Uh, Warrior is in blue and orange VW racing colours. And, you know, fascism. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it just surrounds him. Uh, trips jumps Warrior. Good heel. Well done. Warrior... No sells the pedigree. Babyface. Uh, Samoan. Head shrinker. Doesn't need it. Fine. Kick out. Oh, that one hurt. Warrior does the three warrior spots. Shoulder, shoulder block. tackle. Shoulder tackle. Dangerous press slam. Monkey splash. <laughs> shoulder block. Oh. <laughs> Off the ropes, remember? Yeah. You could do the last oh, one. I did, I, did, I did shoulder block thing around the press, but I got it around the wrong way. <laughs> There's two versions of a shoulder block. Come on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Running shoulder block. Stop Jumping jumping shoulder block. <laughs> yeah. For the one, two, three. And your winner is Warrior. Squashy mix. Squash, squash, squash. So the story goes that apparently Triple H was meant to get a lot more offense in. They discussed the match. And then Warrior just didn't play ball, apparently. 
well, you know, he knew the main event might run long because it was an Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Standing up out of the pedigree. What a cunt. But he's returned. He's got to look like a dominant face. He's a main event wrestler. It's a feud of Jerry Lawler. I've seen this clip so many times. And I guess maybe we didn't know who Triple H was going to be. Um, But he's such, such a good worker. Even at this time, like you see him just in this, this little match, these little things, you can see he is so fucking good in the ring. And always, I think, one of the most underrated guys of all time. He'll always be underrated because he'll always have the negative of, well, you married the boss's daughter and you buried everyone from 2002 to 2006 in and your he's reign not of terror. Sean, he's not Nash, he's not, yeah. you know, Hogan, whatever. But again, Austin, whilst, whilst again, he did have quite a run on Raw with the big gold belt when yep. Bischoff gave it to him. The problem was, who else was there? That was the time when they did the brand split when Bubba Ray Dudley was in the main event on Raw. <laughs> yeah, sure. Your JBLs, yeah. Who oh, would God, you like please. in your main event? Bubba Ray Dudley or Triple H? Triple H every time. Yes, please. Um, so, after the match, we come backstage to not Michael Cole. Yay! <laughs> Todd Pettengill is still here. Thank God. Um, with... Half-shaved heaven, lovely gold oh, yeah. earring. Ooh, Toddy, Todd, Todd. And what a debut this is. <laughs> well, Todd. <laughs> Go on. You can do it. Let me draw you a picture, listener. <laughs> the drama. Think. You're in the wilderness. Ooh. And you see this creature appear. He doesn't make eye contact with you. He's looking around. He's unfamiliar boom, with his flow. Boom, 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 He's boom. got a beautiful <laughs> mane of hair. I do the fruit hair. <laughs> he looks like Little Richard. We can't have that gimmick. We're not allowed to use it. It's WCW's. Well, in that case, make him look like he's from the forest. Make him look like he's from the wild. He's the wild man, Mark Merrow. It's so what the fuck were they thinking? It's Wild Man Mark Merrow. Wild he's, Man Mark Merrow. Like. He, he's a lion. He's looking for his pride, <laughs> looking around. <laughs> or, or even worse. Wow. And that's, oh, and that's God, probably how so Sable good. got her interest in. It's like, oh, that's where it came from. I mean, they are the wild couple, I guess, at this point or whatever. Oh, God. At that point? Mm. But, but yeah, Mark Merrow is now here in the WWF sure. looking for competition. He's looking forward to wrestling The Undertaker. Yeah. I bet The Undertaker's not fucking looking forward to working with. Although, in fairness, right, in WCW... Hell of a worker. Great worker. Yeah, Golden bro- Gloves boxing champion, Perkins McMahon. Sure. Broken neck and all. You yeah, know? like he was working the whole time with a completely screwed up neck, massive drug addict. You know, he's talked he's talked about a lot. On Wait, YouTube someone in the nineties in WWE? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Don't but, get a didn't have a vegan in there then. <laughs> yeah, fucking a man. So anyway, so Mero is kind. How would you describe it? He's wild. It's a wild he, promo. He is certainly talking, and this is why WWE now have scriptwriters. <laughs> Mark Marrow's gonna win whether he wants to or not. As a Triple H randomly bumps into Marrow as he's cutting this promo on his way back from being having the shit kicked out of him by Warrior. Obviously in a great mood. Yeah. As Marlena looks on Marlena, that's the wrong one. Sable. The Sable looks on, they have a bit of a punch up. And you're like, oh, oh, that explains why Sable was with Triple H, because you know, the Marrow, Rena Marrow, blah 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 blah. And Sable was obviously descending going, oh, he's so wild. Yeah. So crazy. Oh, so wild. And what a fantastic foil. Who would have thought that he would be 
the Tax Williams and Sable would be the Van Williams. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. I'm going to take this moment to use my inhaler because I can feel my chest going awfully bad. Well, while you do that, I, I am... I seem what, to have developed asthma, lovely listener. It's delightful fine. for podcasting. Uh, wonderful while you survive. But while you do that, I would also like to point out that even though it's not a video podcast, I am currently wearing our wonderful World of Wrestling Podcast hoodie. It's very beautiful. It's super comfortable. I may even incorporate it into my ring gear because why not? I'm going to fucking shill our shit wherever we go. If you'd like to support the podcast, get yourself a t-shirt. Spring is coming. If you run out of fuel, you can burn it on a fire. In fairness, soon, one of our... Don't burn our merchandise. (laughs) One of our t-shirts is going to be cheaper than a litre of fuel soon. So buy it now while you still can. Amazon.co.uk. Search for World Wrestling Podcast. WCW Tribute T-shirt. Our AAA T-shirt. Our straight edge original CM Punk tribute shirt. Our hoodies are delightful. We've got our wonderful uh, collab design by the wonderful Willpower and your good your good wife now, because obviously you've got married during COVID. Sure, we do. Sorry, I was on holiday for your wedding. It's fine. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, Amazon.co.uk. Everything you buy helps us to do stupid projects, which we now have an opportunity to do in the future. Because you know, fucking a. COVID doesn't exist anymore. And also. Boris has still got his fucking job. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like he's done this going. Hey, Vlad. Things are a bit shitty for me right now. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, more puke copter OJ Piper footage. It's delightful. Hog! <laughs> Big Daddy Cool makes his entrance. <laughs> why, did you, why did you do a tear grab gesture? Because it's Hog versus Dong in the next matchup. Diesel Hog versus the Undertaker's Dong. Wow! When this came to me, I was like, Hog versus Dong, let's go wrestling. Oh man! Oh, um, do you want to go through this? I mean, to be to be honest, Undertaker's entrance not as slow as it is in the modern time but still very methodical countering face undertaker it's face bearer. normal he just yeah. walks out and walks but, the ring. but still does the raised arms for the lights but in the ring not on the steps yep mm. purple purple booted taker because he's a face now you know because he's not a real undertaker yeah but this is still hats big big tie taker yeah but he takes off to wrestle because he's not corporate yeah he's like dressed down friday take the tie off it's it's we talk about transitional rings transitional austin this is tr- Beginnings of transitional taker. Yeah. And also, I think this is back in the first run of Face Undertaker as well. Although, because oh. we've, we've had, no, because we had John Gonzalez a couple of manias ago. Because we had got John Gonzalez at I nine. Think in 91, he debuted, was it? Undertaker was out in. Undertaker didn't wrestle WrestleMania 10, did he? <sighs> Fuck. WrestleMania 10, no. I don't think he did. I think he did a lot. I'm trying to remember we covered it because uh, so we did uh, Brett Owen. Yep. We're in the we're in the run of his the midst of his face run. He's going against Big Daddy Cool, who's definitely up for this match, which is a shame because like it could have been a lot better. But yeah. I think this like, is one of, if not Diesel's last appearances in WWE. I'm very interested to find yeah. out whether it is or not. I deliberately tried not to look too far yeah. into it because yeah, that's part of the story we're going to be telling and stuff. But the match itself, I mean, it might get slated for it, not intentionally. Outside of wrestling people like Triple H, yeah, 
HBK Brett. Yeah. Undertaker was a very, very good character. How do you rate his in-ring work, honestly, from a... a Take away the gimmick, put him down as Mad Mark Calloway in Mm -hmm. these situations. Sure. Would people be as waxing lyrical about his in-ring work? Okay, so this kind of needs me to explain a little bit of my wide scene. So, SummerSlam 92, the Kamala match. (laughs) (laughs) It's my Kamala impression. (laughs) He's got a gun. (laughs) But yes, okay. He doesn't have a spear because he's Kamala. (laughs) But like, yeah. Oh, sorry. That's fine. You know, tourists, you can't brought a gun to every arena or whatever. Got to protect self, brother. Sure. Um, <laughs> All these young young wrestlers stay home playing their computer games, not eating meat. Kamala bought a fucking gun. <laughs> Allegedly. Definitely did. You think about that 92 SummerSlam card, okay? Yes, it has Bulldog and Brett in the main. The greatest match of all time, in my opinion. Blah, 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 blah. It has, you know, Mountie and... Beverly's and the greatest tag team of all time, the Beverly's. Fucking a, yeah. Um, you know, a bunch of stuff I really enjoy, and like it's fun, silly, whatever. Uh, Undertaker and Kamala put on a showpiece match. Yeah, you know, it's it's really special. It has Kamala being like, "Oh, I've murdered the Undertaker," and Taker sits up, and they never do a pinfall finish. There's never because Kamala in that match. always never remembered how to pin people. He always pinned them on his belly because. Kamala must be stupid. Yeah, exactly. T- tap those moons and stars on your tummy, Kamala. Mm-hmm. But it's so that was like my first, like, okay, that was really crazy, interesting, impressive, whatever. As a kid, like that, just that the character as well was always so imposing, etc., etc., etc. But it was like um, confusing. It was like, why didn't you pin him? <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't understand what was going on. You know, I didn't understand Vince's inherent racism at that point. Um, but like, you know, I learned to. Work this out. I was what? 92. I was six. So I was like, you don't really understand that sort of yeah. context or at that point. And then really, you come back to 98. Taker is so important as one of those main event things. Like yeah. You think Austin wins the belt and then has the little thing with Ma- Mankind, Kane. But it's really, it's Taker that's the guy that he's feuding with most yeah. of the time. You know what I mean? It's always on the back burner if it's never the main thing. And so... Yeah, Austin's a hell of a worker and can bump around Taker like a boss. And you think about the other things that Taker had during that time period as well. It was always really quite good. And so, but it was never like Brett or, you know, a dragon or something. Like, he's not a work rate guy, but no, wrestling doesn't have to be about work rate for me. Um, but really, I didn't see the, the, the potential that Taker had to do a match like that until he wrestled Sean or was it 24 25? Yeah. yeah, that match I remember to be like, oh my god, it's easy five stars, one of the greatest matches yeah. ever, I think. So. And he dragged a match out of Edge's ass at Mania 23, 22. Don't even remember. We don't like Edge on this podcast. <laughs> and now he's I a mean, heel. If that doesn't sum up like why I don't think he's very good, I don't remember his match with Undertaker that apparently was very good. You remembered it, so. Well, I remember the Edge <laughs> Come here, you nice little t-shirt wearing prick. <laughs> you know Steel Panther? No. Oh, you know, I see what Steel Panther are. They're oh, like, no, no. You said to me about this band last week. I still haven't listened to them. Oh, okay. 
I've just been listening to them quite a lot recently. <laughs> There's a bit where Satchel does, uh, Satchel's the guitarist, I should say that. He does a monologue about like, you know, meeting a woman and having like a love relationship and like. Having a love they, relationship. Yeah, like a. Doing a, like, doing a romance. A sex relationship, which they <laughs> usually talk about in their act, you know. Standard. He, he's a gimmick. He's not a real human being, like. I don't think he is. Um, well, he is, but the character isn't. <laughs> right? And then, like, he just gets through this long monologue halfway through the show, and everyone's like, why is he still talking? And they just, like, like suck it off the microphone and just, like, prop it deep through Jesus. <laughs> it's amazing. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Not if you've ever played at Warmer Castle, because if you go anywhere near the oh. microphones, you get an electric shock. Yeah, I remember that vividly. Don't, don't deep throat them like that. Almost every microphone I've ever, like, been near. That's why bat, I keep doing backing bat. vocals. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's horrible. Um, not a great match. No, lots of spooky, sparkly pyros. Nice dong and a nice honk. Uh, <laughs> goatee taker, by the way. Oh yeah, transitional taker. Goatee, goatee. Well, he's got to work that porn star style with honky dong. Indeed. Oh, the honky dong man. The honky dong. <laughs> I'm the honky dong man. <laughs> um. I had one note that was like, imagine if the two big, equally big fuckers suddenly just started doing lucha. How great it would be! Can you imagine if they just did a work rate match? These Kevin two. Nash with a tope con here because they're both capable of it at this point. Well, yeah. you know? well definitely Taker. Taker's doing dives the outside and like ranas and shit. You know, like <laughs> ranas. <laughs> I may have gone too far. <laughs> He's not murder clown. Uh, but this is unfortunately lots of walk and brawl, six moves of honk, spunky spots of doom. <laughs> I love mispronouncing things, sorry. <laughs> These spooky spots of dong. Or spunky spots of dong. Uh, <laughs> take ourselves on the outside while the fans boo face Nash. And you're like, this is really take again over as a face. Well, take a, it should be face. It's, you know, it's, these sure. are the blurred lines. Again, is this attitude era? You can cheer for who you want. Yeah. I legitimately half fell asleep during this match. I wasn't a great fan of it. It was, it was just... I mean, it's in fairness, brawl. it's really boring. In fairness, I was like, oh, at least with Austin and Vega, Austin was bumping. It was notable. Yep. As you said, it's big lads brawling. There is no spots in here. But that, not like beat the shit out of each other brawling, like Goldust and Working Piper. smart, brother. Yeah. This, this, this was Kevin Nash at optimum business time. And it's a case yep. of, this is how we're going to work. Got a big contract. I'm not doing anything stupid. Mm-hmm. I'll take your tombstone at the end. I'll take it again because I know I trust you to be safe even though I'm a big lad. Let's get out safe. Let's get our pay and let's go home. Yep. Um, as the match progresses, I'm not even going to say bills yeah. didn't really build at all. Diesel literally just goes, all right, time for the jackknife. And they do a jackknife. Uh, take a sits up. Kind of fancy. Hang uh, on. Wait. Under, uh, Ultimate Warrior kicks out of a pedigree. You're like, what a fucking prick. Undertaker just sits up after a jackknife and it's fine. So, here you go. Context is king, dear sir. That's <laughs> 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 lovely mission with Brunette. Um, Triple H hits the pedigree or it instantly stands up. Doesn't sell it at all. Uh, Nash does the powerbomb. A minute goes past of Nash posing, showing his work. The taker sits Showing up. his work. I've got the I've got, I've got the sun in my margin. Like Kevin Nash talks, right? <laughs> Paparazzi Productions, I've built this X Division. <laughs> I put a pipe in my mouth to see it love and listen. We should do a video podcast one day. Um so because <laughs> that went well when you did it before. <laughs> yeah, sure. So second jackknife, uh Diesel goes to the pin. 
goose or by taker they do it three times because you know repetition mm. uh, bananas 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 with the thumb over the top to be a politician bananas 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 absolutely let me tell you about making tax digital <laughs> <laughs> please tell me this is how you treat like zoom meetings and stuff i mean if I, I believe i'm presenting at our big conference with like three thousand accountants rocking up this year so there is going to be a lot of terribly generic <laughs> hand gestures of let me tell you about why I'm fighting with the revenue for all of you. It's really, really excellent. We do a great job. We do look so good. <laughs> why aren't you applauding me? I've said one thing. This is, as I said to you last week about, that was my gimmick in bands case of, I'm going to get applause for doing nothing. And that's what I'm planning to do at this work event. Fucking A, man. I mean, if you pop a crowd without working, brother. April 13th. See you look on wrestling. Better you can talk the least <laughs> less you have to bump. The words of Hulk Hogan. Live forever. <laughs> Hit the ropes. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not running. Fuck you. you I haven't it. trained in a ring for two years. I'm not running any ropes. I'm going to do kick punk struggling in the corner for the rumble. Short belt to the outside. Get, get your breath. you know. And then I'm going to do a top rope cannonball. Hey. To the outside. Nice. Because I'm a fucking idiot. Well, that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to make it a rumble. <laughs> got, got to be Lucha, haven't I? Got to out Lucha the Lucha boy. <laughs> uh, Nash does a backdrop, speaking of which. Uh, I'm making note of this because I've never seen Nash do anything close like, to a backdrop before. It's quite good. Yeah, and he blew out his quad. <laughs> it's almost a backdrop driver. It's, it's pretty cool looking. It is certainly the only move on the match of note. Uh, yeah, apart from the finishes, the two jackknives and the tombstone, obviously. Yeah, two tombstones. Whatever. Two tombstones. Yeah. Uh, Choke slam on a tombstone gets it done for Taker. Hoss, uh, winner is the Undertaker. Vince calls this <clears throat> one of the hardest four matches we've seen at WrestleMania involving these two monsters. <laughs> Such a good quote. <laughs> Pretty sure this is the only match at WrestleMania involving these two monsters. I mean, uh, you know. Backing up his data, he is yeah. not wrong. Vince McMahon is never wrong on commentary. He's very factual in this statement. This was certainly a match on this card. <laughs> <laughs> New gen man. Vince on commentary. Big host guys barely working at WrestleMania. But it's this great. is so but it's a fun. transition away from the big host guys. Now, well, which is what, oh, okay, go on. Well, no, no, just in, just in general, right? We're moving into to new gen. Sure. Where we've got a couple of the bigger lads, so you've still got the Vaders and your Yoko, and you've got Taker knocking around. Savio Vega, not over six foot five. Austin, not over six foot five. Yeah. Billy Gunn, three foot nine plus nine foot eight. How is Billy Gunn so tall? And no one really thinks so. Like yeah. Billy Gunn's like six eight, isn't he? Six six, six eight. You see him in the AW ring, you're like, oh, he's a fucking giant. He's so big. That's why. T- that's why TK's been like. Yeah, sorry, buddy, you can't work at the moment. <laughs> Everyone else looks small. Yeah, to be fair, that roster's getting bigger and bigger. Has to. When um, when uh, Redbeard and Brody King got in the ring together, I, I don't think I should care as much as they made me care. It was great. Yeah. Really cool stuff. I also enjoyed um, a little thing that I saw of Danhausen trying to join the House of Black <laughs> and basically like having Alistair Black, sorry, Mally Black and... Um, Buddy Murphy sit there looking very serious and Brody King sitting there going <laughs> awesome well done Dan Housen <laughs> yeah fucking A man oh, that's good stuff uh, as Taker walks out uh, out of the ring leaving Vince sends us to Todd Pessengel backstage at <clears throat> security control 
got to make the most you pay for the venue use the whole fucking thing absolutely uh gold dust caddy smashes through some barriers on the security footage can you do that joey closely followed by piper now this brings us to a spot so basically what happens is the gold dust caddy pulls up into the little parking bay thing and then piper is right behind him in the bronco and kind of clips the door right and kind of like blocks him from opening the door yeah what was meant to happen <laughs> was piper was meant to pull in wait three seconds so gold dust could open the door gold dust would then dive out the way with the door open and piper would wipe out the door right so proper like blues brothers like yeah, take out the nice. door car catastrophe um what do we call it like car carnage is the way yeah. gold dust refers to it yeah lovely i like it um but piper being piper he didn't wait <laughs> he just pulled around the corner as fast as he could and so what was gonna happen if gold dust wasn't on his toes gold dust was gonna open the door stand up out the car and get hit by roddy piper doing 20 mile an hour so roddy piper um acceptable of all backgrounds and diversity yeah absolutely definitely didn't try and run over the man portraying a gay human being an androgynous human not a gay human being oh yeah i forgot sorry um so is is marlena portrayed as his wife i know it's the director do we know that goldust and marlena are an item i'm not sure Hmm, i wonder where k i think it's implied okay but never confirmed because he's fully all over the dudes whenever there's a dude he can put his hands on. Them. Yeah, and the finish of this match suggests he is quirky. We've all worn it. So that's an interesting phrase. <laughs> Thought I was gay once. Too much dancing. <laughs> Wait a minute, books. have you been reading my journal? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's great fun. Uh, great Piper looking uh, for Goldie bus backstage footage. It's really, really cool. Hey, why is Goldust not bleeding? There is that. Uh, a wild Kevin Nash appears. You see this? Yep. It's walking backstage from his match. Uh, Piper walks down um, walks down gold dust to the ring. That's an odd turn of phrase, but you know what I mean. Yep. Escorts him to the yeah. ringside area. They brawl in the ring. These two are just stiff as hell, even when they're in the ring. Well, gold dust does have a topless Piper. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the real Pied Piper? I'm going to do that into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's so good. She did it twice and then enhanced it. Um, Okay, so why don't we have more female listeners? (laughs) Listeners, (laughs) I think we've driven away the last of the young or female or anyone. (laughs) It isn't just us, basically. Oh, all I ask. (laughs) I was about to say something really bad then. If you're a young female. (laughs) No, 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 no. no, Can't say that anymore. (laughs) No, no. out of interest, genuinely, because we do have decent numbers still listening to these pods, especially when we do the WWE ones. If you are as old as us and still use Twitter, tweet us at World of Rest Pod. Tell us what you thought of this show. Hmm. Tell us if you were old enough to watch this show. I'd be interested here. And also, if you're impressed by Rich's sound effects. (laughs) <laughs> rich is just I, having a um, toffee apple yeah yeah sure i definitely care about what other people think i'm just <laughs> so i want to sell merchandise i want to do out the garage so we can have a proper podcast studio <laughs> warhammer studio uh so uh i'm well sorry let's just get electric down to the warhammer house yeah, fucking a, yeah yeah i'm a tech guy i could do that for you so um i have one <laughs> note here well well two notes let's put it this way discuss piper's ability to connect with a crowd Hmm. Piper is beating up someone 
for mm. being slightly different. Yes. The crowd in California are applauding him for beating up someone who is different. Mm. So some would say a crowd pleaser, but also Piper really doesn't seem... It's almost like Piper didn't want to work this match. Yeah, I think he's at the point in his career where he ain't bumping, he ain't selling. He's just like, I'm Roddy Piper. I was main event WrestleMania 1. Fuck you guys, you know? I also fought Mr. T. He's sure. a he's a buffer. But there's there's a moment, right? So the last four matches, which is all of them, right? Yep. The crowd are kind of dead, right? Typical Californian West Coast wankers. They, they they don't give a shit. They're just like, they're there. They're not a bad crowd, but they're not New York, Boston, London, yeah. wherever. You know what I mean? Like, Stoke. Good crowds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not just completely biased against LA for sporting reasons or anything. Don't worry about it. Um, anyway, um, but there's a moment where Piper is on the floor. Goldust has punched him a little bit. And you can just hear, Piper, Piper, Rowdy, like they're chanting his name. And Piper just takes a moment just to kind of look to the side and look to the other side. And the, cr- the chant just grows 20%. And just that, that ability to connect like that is like what makes like a, from like a good wrestler to one of the greats. You well, know? that's why he became so popular in the 80s. Yeah, because sure. he, people would come to watch him get beaten up. Mm-hmm. And now he's a face and people are at the end of, you know, he said he's at the end of his WWE run. They like him. Yeah. How many times do you watch a match, like specifically with younger talent, whereas like someone who knows wrestling, like you go, oh, you just missed that opportunity to connect. No one knows how to do a match anymore. Mm. In WWE, they don't know how to do it because it's wrestling by numbers. AEW, the young wrestlers are still a little bit too fast, but they're getting better. I mean, look how much Willie Hobbs has progressed in the last two to three years since yeah. coming in during the pandemic as like a, a one and done shot yeah to being what will be a decent feud eventually between him and starks he's getting there, starks he? he's one of their i know people are like oh he's like he's like the rock it's like no because he's got charisma and he's got the ability to cut a really good promo but even when i enjoyed like the first series of the return of nwa power hmm. everyone loves docking into the fire fucking track Ricky Starks in that was just a standout talent. Yeah. Sure. But he can sort of get the reaction. But a lot of the young guys are like the um the top flight boys. Ping, 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 ping. Everywhere. Sure. And it's fun. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's fun. But they're never gonna buy into him. Yeah. Because it's a case of, ooh. Okay. Wait yeah, for the next spot. It's Smox gets it, Dragon gets it, Mega gets it. There's a bunch of guys that get it. MJF. Motherfucker yeah. gets it, you know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. But guys like Scorpio as well, like they've got people on the roster who can have the potential to be these people that I've seen yeah. connect with crowds, like just through the simplest emotions or whatever. Keith you know? Lee moving his fingers. Yeah. And that's it. But yeah. Either Wardlow or Keith Lee need to stop doing that though, because they both do it. Yeah, because well, he's got a symphony. Yeah. I think I don't think Keith Lee needs that anymore. No. I think or, he could do something slightly different. Also, wrestling fans, so desperate to reclaim it. Having the whoop whoop. No, don't yeah. do that. Every time I hear it, I'm like, stop it. Stop it right now. Also, tag match, fight forever. Mm. Cunt with the yellow cutout sign. Every fucking AEW show I want to kill him. If I go to an AEW show and I see that sign, I'm ripping out of his fucking hands. Let's People hope he doesn't come to Craven Cottage then. Mm. 
Fulham. We can have a bit of, bit of a ruckus at Fulham, can we? Be all right. <laughs> well, it's a, it's amazing. This this stadium's not made of toilet paper because it's full of shit. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. Um, blah, 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 blah. So we talked a lot about gold dust gimmick and such. It's astonishing how much he is absolutely committed to it. Yeah. It, it's it's weird. And there's lots of homophobic tendencies to the character, all this sort of stuff that, that people... It, it's a very forward, aggressive, sexual gentleman. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's it can be overkill at times. But to me, it's... It's pushing boundaries like this is interesting in yeah. terms of media I enjoy watching. You know what I mean? And so why not? And even his ring entrance. Yep. Like with the gold like confetti. Perfect. The little 16 by 9 bars and such. You know? Everyone loves a golden shower. Yep. <laughs> sure. Uh, Piper's knees seem genuinely fucked up from when he was run over with a car two weeks ago. <laughs> So Goldie's kind of working around it. There's a bit where he literally mounts Piper and is doing sexually suggestive stroking. It's beyond suggestive, I guess. I, I mean, I suppose that's the modern safe way to do a back rake yeah, these days. Sure. Uh, who was it that did a back rake the other day? Oh, Mox. It took like 10 minutes to do. It was so It's a real good. shame because I was going to do back rake and also um, um, Mongolian nerve hold. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Because work smart brother <laughs> wrestling <laughs> you've got a 10 minute match two minutes in the mongolian hole that was awesome yeah. fight forever <laughs> oh you want another arm bar <laughs> bunch of cunts um gold dust <laughs> finally plants a kiss right on papers kisser <laughs> you got him right on the kisser pow right in the kisser pow right in the kisser <laughs> I try not to overdo the Vince quotes quite yet because we've got a long way to go. What did I just break? Oh, it was a, a draw that's pushed. pushed. <laughs> the other one, no. Don't worry. The the Dax palatial mansion is still safe. It's fine. Don't worry. It's fine. Of course, security will be all right. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would not doubt you'd have something. <laughs> Over here is a button. You'll fall for a trapdoor. <laughs> Where's it gone? The button's just with your kid with a hound of some sort and a truncheon, you know, just like get out. The hound, the dog's <laughs> holding Harriet back. Van Wick is just as we linked on our Apple Watch, has just finished a yoga workout. Hey, lovely. At 10 past 10 at night. Good stretching before bed. Almost, it's like someone's re- ready to return to the ring. Nice, man. I had a chi- yeah, I had homemade it. Chinese. What, what did I have? Oh, we had we have our local um, pizza guy that comes with little pizza ovens outside the village Ooh, hall. Very. So I've heard had, about this man. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and was and what were your toppings? Uh, we just had pepperoni because that's what the kid likes. Nice. She calls it Rami pizza. <laughs> yeah, fire. <laughs> that was lovely. That bitch yesterday. She has a game where she only me and you are going to like this conversation she has a game whereby she makes little pizzas like on the ipad where she takes the toppings and she puts them on so seeing someone do it in real life in front of her who is a very flamboyant character oh, yes. that way he would fit right in with this goldust character uh, but then he went me and my wife and i went what <laughs> <laughs> audibly and i was like i didn't mean to say that let's just carry on did you say is she called marlena <laughs> Do you mean your director? <laughs> anyway, so uh, Piper no sells uh, a kiss. Sorry, Goldust finally kisses Piper. 
Piper then no sells pretty much everything gold does for about does for about ten seconds. I'm losing words, and then Piper goes, "Give us your dick," <laughs> just grabs it and just like, Rah! and like known known predator Joey Ryan, gold dust went there and huh? <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs> at WrestleMania '96, gold dust doing a dick flip. Uh, Piper even drops a knee. What's um Doug Williams? Bomb scare. Bomb scare knee drop to his balls, giving Goldie a spanking because, you know, homophobia in it. Uh Piper strips Gold Dust to unveil Gold Dust beautiful, sexy six XL woman's lingerie. It's nice to see that, you know, where the suicide girls get their merch from. <laughs> <laughs> so the story here goes, um uh Piper didn't want to lose. Vince didn't want to put Piper sorry didn't want to have gold dust lose because you know he's icy champ coming up or whatever um so basically they just did this silly finish where they just unveiled him to have his lovely sexy lingerie that he had custom made yeah stripped off the bodysuit to reveal a black negligee and uh marlena covered him with her jacket although only his waist which was still covered by his trousers and off they went and piper's music played and that was uh that was a Hollywood backwards brawl. Yeah, sure. So as the bike pipes hit, there is a lovely pop by the crowd. Um, I would say probably the biggest pop of the show so far at that point. Yeah, Piper's yep. huge over. For a non-match and a non-finish. It's not a match. And well, the good thing I applaud about WWE is we'll get to in a second. Their HR team are on it. Yeah, You're the president of WWF and you've just beaten up this man for your ill ill <laughs> feelings. Right, we'll get a new president in a second. <laughs> Yeah, they don't remove Piper, but this definitely comes back in a sec, doesn't it? Yeah, because it. it well, well, we'll we'll get there when we get to the main event. But yeah, Piper Goldust, it was all right, but now we get to have a special look. Hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry. I have one note here oh, about yes. this because I wasn't sure <clears throat> how I felt about Piper and Goldust. It's kind of infamous. Everyone knows the match. Everyone knows the segment, especially wrestling fans. Obviously, um, only wrestling fans, I should say. You know, um, I have a note here that's just like, uh, I love wrestling that has variation. Not all wrestling has to be uh, work rate, Jordan Gargano, oversell, we kick out of everything to be good. That was great fun. I think it's just a legitimate point to make at this point. You know, people aren't kicking out of stuff. There's not even a pinball no. attempt at any point, And it's one of the most fun things on this show for me. People need protect finishers and in modern time. But sure. Yeah, I'll agree with that. <clears throat> it's time for your event of the evening i want a little bit think there because wrestlemania you know and at this stage if i wasn't watching and knowing there's an iron man match i'd be like what the fuck there's an hour and a half of the show left yep we've only had five matches four matches well this the backlit brawl didn't really count it's not really matches so it, yeah. we've had a tag match where the heels won mm-hmm. we've had a singles match where the heels won then the ultimate warrior won and then the face ones where 50 50 it's a weird show but um unfortunately michael cole voices over this oh this lovely montage <laughs> no but um i think we'll play the whole thing in full to get it started eh yeah let's do it two athletes two men one hour for Shawn michaels and bret hart this is what it all comes down to throughout their world wrestling federation careers both superstars have traveled down similar roads Through heart, determination, and pure blood, sweat, and tears, both men have made it a point to simply be the best they can be. But now the question is, who is the best? Shawn Michaels, 
the 12-year-old boy from San Antonio, Texas, who had a dream of one day becoming the World Wrestling Federation champion, trained by the legendary Jose Lotharia. The flamboyant and charismatic Shawn Michaels never stopped working to achieve his goal. Sweating his way through the ranks for over seven years, through the good and the bad, Shawn Michaels continued to follow that dream. The dream that would eventually lead him to Anaheim, California and WrestleMania 12. Bret Hart, the rugged technician, whose formal training came in a dungeon in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Under the guidance of his father, Stu, Bret learned how to methodically and technically wear an opponent down to the breaking point. For 11 years, Bret Hart has thrilled Federation fans, giving his all en route to becoming a three-time World Wrestling Federation champion. The excellence of execution, and most importantly, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. The best, the Iron Man, the champion. Two athletes, two men, one cup. <laughs> yes. I mean, one hour. Shit's about to get real. <laughs> we even get some brief pre-taped comments from Sean and Brett. Uh, I'm not going to cut them in, but it's like they're okay. They get to the point, you know. Yeah, it's it's all the hype has been done now. The, all the talk has been done. Sure. But the good thing is, at this stage, I was like, let's just remember how we do things. Challenger out first, champion out second. Fucking A. Shawn Michaels music hits. Dum, 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 dum. Out. Oh, 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 Jose Lothario. <laughs> What's Jose Lothario so doing weird. rocking down to ringside? Fink even goes, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. You're like, no, <laughs> that's Jose Lothario. At least Fink to go, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Manager, <laughs> trainee, confidant, Jose Lothario. So obviously, yeah. leading up to this, we've had Brett's been stretched by Stu Hart. He's been stretched by his 70-year-old dad in the dungeon. And Shawn Michaels is looking primed, pro- the top of his of his life. Being up jobbers in some yeah. Californian. You know, Being up jobbers. And they've got Brett running gingerly on the icy roads of Calgary so he doesn't break his neck going into mania. To not, and that, like Brett said this in an interview, it's like, they made Sean look like a superstar and they made me look weak so I had to run gingerly in snow. Eh, I don't necessarily agree with that. That's that was not what, what Brett said. No, I agree. Yeah. But like, this is not what I got from the video packages. Like, I know the Brett quotes. I'm a yeah. big fan. I've watched lots of interviews, you know. But um, I'm trying to like be really unbiased because I'm obviously biased towards Brett just because of my fandom and such. Yeah. But like, I'm trying to think about how they're actually portrayed just to me seeing this for the first time. And there's there's... Brett is, to me, the stoic, maybe a little bit past his prime champ. That's kind of how I felt he was portrayed. Mm. Um, but very much the family man, the traditional wrestling guy. Yeah. And Sean is portrayed as, any lovely? Look at this lovely new guy we've got. Like, so he's, cheeky. Yeah, you know, always fun time Sean. You know, the uncle that comes over there when he quits alcohol, he's like not quite as fun as he was before, but <laughs> he's not got there quite yet, you know? Jesus. Like, like, yeah. It's, it's just, he's still fun time Sean at this point. Yeah. yeah. But then, Jose Thoreau gets the ring and there's no Sean Michaels. Commentators like, where's Sean? Where's Sean? Then the spotlight goes to the top of the stadium Look up to the rafters! 
And there's Shawn Michaels on that the famous WrestleMania entrance on the zip line, sliding down into the crowd. It's so special. Like I never want to see a zip line wrestling ever again. Um for obvious reasons. Yeah. The Vikingo thing was one of the scariest things. <laughs> 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 latch off <laughs> one of the scariest things i've ever seen that dude kind of coming down two meters and going boom and stopping and then <gasps> he's gonna die he's gonna die he's gonna die especially after what happened i and everything but this entrance holy shit the way jose gets into the ring and you're like what's going on and he points up to the rafters and you like up to the heavens you know and sean's like hip thrusting and doing his dancing and stuff and you're like i think that was the nerves uh, yeah. Fuck. like the one thing i couldn't help thinking that i said audibly to my missus was imagine the adrenaline going into a main event of wrestlemania your first time main eventing against this guy that like you know you're getting on with at this point but there's certainly a professional rivalry yeah. you've got to oh, just just zip line off the top of the anaheim pond you yeah. know first before you do it and also it's not gonna be a case of Right, lads, we'll just take the lift. It's like, right, you've got to do this. Now you've got to climb up these ladders. Yeah. I hope you're not scared of heights, Sean. Sure. I'm not scared of heights, but I'm at the top of a fucking dome. Yeah, terrifying. I, I don't like being more than a couple of foot off the floor. I'm not a big fan of heights. Lucha, lucha. <laughs> I would not be a good lucha dog. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm a ground-based athlete. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, iconic entrance. Still as good seeing it today yeah. as you see it on all the video packages. Yeah. It, uh, goosebumps. Like, I know it's coming Greatest up. Greatest WrestleMania entrance ever? Take a WrestleMania 30. That's the New York one, isn't it? Mm. We've gone with the bridge and like, the demons and everything else. It's just so yeah. well organized. A, a 30 was when he lost to Lesnar. So I think it was probably before that. Yeah, it wasn't that one then. Um, but whatever that WrestleMania is, it could be, could be against Sean or something. Yeah. But um, it, it's it's right up there. It's absolutely one of the greatest things. And even though it's obviously we associate it with bad things, yeah, such a simple concept if yep. done safely and securely. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure. So there's a few things to go over. Um, WF World Heavyweight Title sixty. Whoa, I can't say that sixty minute Iron Man match. Obviously, everyone knows uh, Bret Hart's champion. Um, Besser is best was the best ever will be. Love it, absolutely love it. Versus the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Uh, Fink introduces the now official president of the WWF, Gorilla Monsoon. That is a fucking quick interview process. <laughs> Piper was just this second ago, wasn't he? Well, as we said, HR got involved. Quick, we need to replace him. Where's Jack Tunney? <laughs> Obviously, he's been fired for homophobia. Yeah, sure. So, uh, Fink... I know we always go on about it. He's just got the voice <laughs> every time. <laughs> this contest is the special Iron Man match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. It's just like, oh, he's so good, man. Get you pumped. Absolutely. Right. So, Sean in all white and sparkly mirrors. Classic. Delightful. He's yeah. the good one, though. He's all dressed in white and pure. Mm, interesting. I like how his gear is mirrored, but he had the mirrored gimmick before. Yeah. Kind of cool little back thing. To sensational Sherry. Mm, yeah. And the it backdrop st- finisher. Is it? Yeah, sure. Is it still Sherry on the... Um, uh, uh, well, I don't get it. No. I think it might be, but then it's, it's Sean doing the vocals yeah. at this point. So we're already beyond the Sherry stuff. But, uh, no in-ring pyro for HBK. Bit weird. Just above the ring spooty, spooty pyro. That's how they do it. Yep. 
sure. Um, but I th- would have thought they'd have the behind him. Oh, he's did the zip line. He's had his budget. <laughs> sure, Michael's though had his budget. It's not. I'm Brett. very interested to see when the pop appears because did they have it? Probably before? now he's champion. They'll probably do like a coronation <laughs> next night on Raw or something like that, and they'll have it when he's in the ring. I guess. I understand why they can't do the in-ring pyro stuff anymore because it's probably a little bit dangerous. Yeah, but like it's, it adds something. Like yeah. Diesel comes out and it goes. <laughs> All the angles all at the same time. Fuck. So. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, <laughs> thank God it's not Natty this time. <laughs> the WWF champion. <laughs> the excellence of ex- education. Oh, fuck. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. The excellence of execution, Natty Neidhart. Brett the Hitman High is here. Brett in black gear with pink highlights and little white stars. Good versus evil. Interesting. Mm. Is it though? Because, you know, Brett's the face champion, right? That's right. Brett's the face champion in Canada. <laughs> Brett is still face at this point. Oh yeah, definitely. 100% Brett's still face and the best there is, the best there is, the best there ever will be. But Factual. Let- they're, maybe Brian Anderson, but like their no, positioning, the yeah, they're positioning HBK to be the top babyface of the company. The build up <sighs> to this, it made Sean look strong. Okay, before we get into it, should they be? No, they should be having it as equal. Okay, because then that makes the time limit draw sensible. Because obviously, if they're making but, Sean look but, super strong. Yeah, then you're expecting him to win. If anything, they should have done it. Brett's super strong and Sean is the underdog. You know, he's not been there before. It's his first time. It's his first main event of Mania. Sure. They should have done it that way. So when it goes to overtime, you're like, well, and they could, the commentators can be like, well, Brett Hart, the experienced Spoilers. veterans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Everyone knows, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, okay. I can see that. But, but from Sean's perspective, it, it's 96. We've not really got to the point of that sort of storytelling almost. It's like yeah. you think your Hogan's, your Savages, whatever before. It was, they were put over strong, then they go on to win. You know? Yeah. A lot of top guys at this time would be like that. Like Brett was certainly done like that. Well, if well, you ignore Hogan you're being an absolute cunt. Pretty your nine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think it's a very interesting conversation to have and we'll see how effective yeah. it is throughout the years because these two are certainly going to argue about it for a year. Um, so Vince goes, one ovation, which I love hearing. Just every time he says it, it just pops me something about that turn of phrase. And Vince goes, both athletes appreciating each other. Hang on, that's a gold dust uh, Roddy Piper match. <laughs> if only Vince knew what he's got ahead of him for the next year. Fucking hell. The, so the great thing about this match now, we, we planned to do this a while ago yeah. and it's quite good we did spot shows because I think as we had the dragon hangman page iron man it would have been too much too close together yeah the it's first such, thing such a different time but you can see the elements are all there still the fact that for the first six minutes of this match Brett worked a headlock and for the following six minutes, Shawn Michaels worked an armbar. So you're already it's three chin lock spots, which last about five minutes. Yeah. In this match. So and it's really good. <laughs> the fact is, you're already a quarter of the way through the match. Yeah. And there've been two holds, <sighs> but what they've done is they've made it engaging. And I said this to uh, to Ben Wicked. I was like, I am watching this for the pod, and Brett's just done a headlock for six minutes, and it's been the most incredible six minutes. And that's then it's much more coined the phrase of. 
working smart, aren't we? <laughs> it's insane. I, I can't quite work out how it's so engaging. Because there's times in this match where it's like, oh, that was a long headlock. And like you see, like, um, I'll go back to SummerSlam 92 just because that's the point of reference I was using before. Yeah. With um, Savage and Warrior. That match is awful. Yep. It's not very long, and there's lots of rest holds because Savage is like, nah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> long flight. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's the skill of the performers, though. Yeah, it's the the ring positioning. It's the one upsmanship because obviously, as they're both faces, you see, and they try and build the frustration. So they do the reversal, then straight away it goes back into the hold yep. to build that. The oh, we almost got out that time. And as you said, like as anything you have to watch for an hour, there are some not as compelling points. But genuinely, I got through the first half hour of this match and I was like, wow, it's already halfway through. I was captivated the yeah. entire time. And people, people say, have you ever been back and watched the Bret and Sean Iron Man match? And I never have. Yeah. And genuinely... You know, obviously, I, I know we're going to pick out a few more spots, but obviously, very well, you know, much aware of you know, we've gone quite long because this is a great show for us. Yeah, quite long. Okay, that's fine. But just the way these two work, and as, as you said, because of the professional at this stage, the professional competitive rivalry of the I should be number one because I'm sure Michaels versus I'm number one because I'm not a prick yeah. of Bret Hart. And already half an hour into the match, I'm like, very little has happened, but so much has happened. Sure. The facial expressions, the ring positioning. The entrances. And, it, and even like the fans are into it, but it, it's, it's Japanese-style fans. There's no cheering. There's just lots of clapping. There's lots of appreciation for this. It's probably because they haven't seen any wrestling at WrestleMania up until this point. Yeah. I think it's they care about both of these characters yeah. so much that what what we're given is immense competitive nature yeah the fact that no one gets a fall in this first 60 minutes is like that anticipation of like <gasps> throughout the whole match just gets more and more tense and it's like oh holy shit he can't get him he can't get him like you have the size brett has the size you know, he's definitely the more technical, like he's the daddy in this match. Yeah. And Sean's this plucky little shit-faced underdog, but he's willing to go toe-to-toe technically with so much of the match about to try and prove that point. And they put it over on commentary as well. Yeah. Which I think was really important. Again, I know we we slate Lawler a lot for his external activities, but at this time with Vince next to him, like everyone's in, yeah. everyone's focused. Lawler's not dicking about. He is actually contributing to this match. And I think that's the thing as well, that I like Vince on commentary at this time. I think as it gets on a bit longer into the early days of Monday Night Raw, it's not as great. We'll see. But they all genuinely add to these, like this first half hour, 40 minutes of this match because of what the commentators are doing and describing and adding to it. That's not saying that if this match was silent... Given they do the crowd as well, they slowly build the whole time and they really give their all. And it's like you said about Piper knowing to read the crowd. Brett is in full control of this. It's a case of, let's just do one more transition and then we'll go. Or, whoa, hold it down. Speed this up a bit. It's spectacular to watch it. There's bits where they've been working something for three, four minutes 
and you can see Sean going, okay, crowd of withers, let's go. And Brett's going, no, 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 <laughs> not yet. Well, not yet. And every time, like when they get to that half an hour mark and they start chucking spots out, and then Brett's like, yep, here we go. And we sit down and we sit and we wait and we're good to go because he knows that if we kill it all now, that we're not going to have them for the last 10 minutes. Yeah. And also paying very close attention to they've been sat, they've been watching us for already half hour, 40 minutes. If Fucking we go, hell. if we go yeah. too early, we will not be able to get them back. Yeah. Save it for the last 15 because that's the attention span of that type of wrestling match. Yeah. Uh, a few funnies to throw out there. They cut to Brett's son at ringside, who is named Blaze? Blade. Blade. <laughs> who calls their kid Blade? Brett Hart, that's who. Next, <laughs> next to his brother, freaking Laser. <laughs> Seth, freaking Laser. Uh, Lawler has an amazing line on commentary. He was talking about Brett's mum, Helen, where he goes, I heard she went shopping in an antique store and they kept her. <laughs> <laughs> really good line so just to quickly i've got just like barely any notes of this first 10 minutes essentially a stalemate barely a strike thrown all about who makes the first major mistake around 15 minutes left uh strikes start to get thrown sean head scissors brett to the outside brett uh, just throws sean over the top but sean skins the cat i love the technical difference of sean has to do a head scissors to get brett out but brett's like fuck off <laughs> you know but sean doesn't go to the outside he comes back in yeah because he's got that little extra technical i'm willing to do the flips and shit brett you know what yeah. i mean that's the whole story of the match in one little sequence yeah. like this fucking amazing storytelling so well crafted so cool um blah 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 blah. so simple so smart the whole thing just like the first 10 minutes i was just like fuck okay i'm in let's go yeah. You've got me for another 50 minutes. I'm, I'm here for the whole journey. Um, HBK accidentally gives the timekeeper um, a ringside switch in music, a convenient distraction with a stretcher, yeah. and wastes five minutes, you know. Um, but it gives them five minutes for Brett to shout at the referee. And he proper went in with the super kick as well. Yeah, fucking nailed Didn't it. hold back. And I guarantee you, that timekeeper wasn't informed what was going to happen. He was like, Sean Mike's going to kick you. And Vince was like, fucking lay it on him and I'll give him a bonus. Don't worry. Absolutely. Stay down. Yeah, and he fucking did. Yeah, absolutely. I love the serious nature of something accidentally happened at ringside. Yeah. We're going to really focus on this and make sure it's like a serious add tension, like add a dramatic emotion for someone to play off, you know? And especially on. at the time it happened with like the clock starting to run down, as you said, people are like, he haven't got a pin yet. What the fuck's going to happen? It yeah. can't be, it can't finish a tie, can it? It's WrestleMania. And that thing of people rubbernecking to see if he's okay and such. Yeah. Because they don't go through the time to keep a spy every single fucking show like they do now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Around 45 minutes, uh, Bruce, Brett's. Bert. <laughs> Brett's first attempt at locking oh, Bert in the. Hart. <laughs> Brett first attempts at the sharpshooter. 45 minutes. Still to go. Right. 20 minutes into the match. Can't help but think about going 60 minutes becoming a matter of how do you fill the time? How do you pace it out? How do you keep it interesting? Are they going to be able to do it? They fucking did. Around 36 minutes left, Sean goes after Brett's shoulder. They work on this shoulder for about 5-10 minutes. 30 minutes in, after some frustration, starts to show from Sean. You know, Sean starts to get like, fuck, I can't get him. Brett takes over. Baby Earl takes a bump and barely fucking sells. <laughs> like, what fucking are you doing, Kevin Baby Nash in it. He's going to WCW. <laughs> <laughs> They've obviously built in this spot to give it like another bit of controversy or whatever. Yeah. And then Baby Earl's just like, what are we doing? Like, oh, you got up already. God damn it, Baby Earl. <laughs> uh, Brett hits a huge pile driver. First big spot of the match. And it's taken that long to get there. 
so simple. Half an hour. So simple. It's gorgeous. When he has Sean up, Sean's perfectly erect. I love using the word erect. <laughs> and he drops him down, safe as houses, his head's three inches off the ground. Looks like he fucking killed him. Brett is the very best. Uh, match really starts to pick up pace as we head into 25 minutes left. Crowds start popping in anticipation of who can get this first pinfall. Sean dies off the ropes to the outside. <laughs> Actually means and, and something. Again, yeah, exactly. Because it's rare yep. in WWF at this time. 23 minutes left. Brett backdrops Sean over the turnbuckle. Sean goes all the way over the turnbuckles and the ring post on top of the camera op. Great spot. Amazing visual. The camera following Sean as he goes over. Proper pro. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Committed to his cause. Uh, Vince already calling for the first fall for Brett. 25 minutes out of the finish. But nope, it's still not enough. Brett goes after Sean's back. The selling on fucking Sean Michaels. I'm watching this going, he's broken his back. Like, <laughs> I know we're two years off him breaking his back, but it looks like he's fucked. Yeah. The selling is on point. Lesnar levels of selling. Like, tear in my eye. Like, gorgeous. This is how wrestling can be done, you know. Sean bumps over the turnbuckles. Jose takes a nasty bump. Brett's like, fuck you, Jose. <laughs> Just lobs Sean into him. <laughs> great so funny uh 15 minutes to go it's still nil nil no one can get a fall 10 minutes to go long chin lock by brett with 10 minutes to go tax they spend two minutes in a chin lock that's what i like working smart and also again you're an hour in chain wrestling is knackering yeah so it's like right we've got to time this right let's just take two minutes settle them down let's go into the big finish sure 60 minutes from the end of the match crowd are they're there but they're kind of silent they've yeah. done the big entrances they've settled down half an hour in you hear like oh because oh, they've got the big spots 10 minutes away two minute chin lock oh, it's just a constant rumble of noise throughout this arena for a two minute chin lock and you're like it's amazing it's so cool eight minutes left double down of course Everyone loves to double down. Everyone gets a breather. <laughs> and here we go. Sean tries to brawl, but Brett hits the superplex. Crowd are buzzing. Vince's voice is getting more and more high-pitched as the excitement builds. Brett starts to go after Sean's knees, but Sean will not quit. Brett's turnbuckle sell a sternum boom, straight off the bat. Oh, it looks so good. Camera misses HBK's kip up. God damn it, Kevin Dunn. Three minutes to go. It's still nil-nil. And Sean starts to take over. Dr. Bomb by Shawn Michaels to Bret Hart. Very nice. Fucking hell. <laughs> Gut wrench powerbomb, so gorgeous. Moonsault by Shawn, but Bret kicks it too. Genuine, the shock in the stadium is like, oh, fuck, we thought that was it. One minute to go as Shawn has Bret down, but HBK falls to his knees in exhaustion, can't get the job done. Yes. Crowd run a knife edge. Sean dives off Brett's rope. The irony is Brett catches Sean's legs off Brett's rope. With 30 seconds to go, the sharpshooter finally is locked in after like six attempts throughout the match. The pop for the sharpshooter attack. Huge eruption. But this is what we said with like eight minutes to go. It's bubbling and now they've blown their load. That's it. It's like, he's going to get it. We've gone right to the end and Brett's going to retain. Sure. Will Sean tap? The crowd count down the last few seconds. Five, four, three, 
two, one, ding, 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 diddy tap, diddy tap on commentary. Great job. Nil, nil, Brett retains and starts to walk to the back. He's got his belt. He's fucking off. Sensible. What happens next? Well, we get the ring announcer come in. President Gorilla on on the instruction of Gorilla Monsoon. Mm -hmm. We have to go to overtime. There must be a winner. Sudden Sudden death. death. I'm straight out of Vince's mouth, that phrase. (laughs) Brett looks pissed. Yeah, sure. Oh, he's supposed to be the face. But he doesn't want to go back and fight again. But he does. He starts walking back. This bit of selling. Yeah. Is where you see the moment. You know, where you're like, oh, where's this going to go? Yeah. Of Brett leaning over the ropes. Very reminiscent of a year's time from year and a half's time from now, looking down at Gorilla Monsoon, who's just told him this match is going to continue, even though he's just defended his belt and complaining. Yeah, like babyface Brett complaining to Gorilla Monsoon, starting the turn. Oh, the goosebumps, dude! It's so cool. So Brett is furious. The bell rings, and here we go. Time for your man! <laughs> <laughs> Brett beats the ever-loving crap out of Sean. Huge back body drop. Uh, HBK is in the lights when he's doing yeah. this back body drop. Such a cool sell. Backbreaker, but HBK floats over into Brett, over Brett while he's in the corner. Sweet chin music lands. Just everyone sells it like, did he get it? I think he got it, but I'm not sure, etc., etc. The selling of Brett at this point, where he's like stumbles left and stumbles right, making him a star. Like he's the first to his feet after Sean hits him with the chin music. He's not there though. Yeah. Who thinks to do that? Bloody Brett Hart. <laughs> so good. I like commentary are just running you through every little element as well. It's like they've got this bit dialed. Sean barely tunes up the band he is bent over kind of going i could do it <laughs> i could do it i believe in myself <laughs> such a great moment uh brett stumbles in sweet chin music main event el hemna slow count one two at this stage all fans jumping and the all the way around in like the, the front row jumping up and down counting along the three lands eruption what a moment dude like i've got goosebumps now just thinking about this moment such a good match and like everyone's like oh mania 12 is not very good it's certainly better than 13 but mania 12 is not very good mania 12 isn't good but the fact that half the card is this match yeah sure and the celebration at the end get out of my ring (laughs) oh sean what have you done i love it so much because like the in the moment, Vince loses it and yeah. just goes yes. <laughs> it's like he doesn't say yes. He kind of just verbalizes some sort of positive yeah. reinforcement. Lawler just kind of goes and makes a high pitched scream and Fink, without even thinking, as Brett's going, as Sean's going get that out of my ring. Fink is, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the bout and new World Wrestling Federation champion, the Heartbreak Kid, Sean. Michaels! And it's like, just hearing that tone of voice and the pronunciation as all this stuff's going on. And the, the genuine elation of Sean, like, with his arm raised and then, like, the, the knackered fist pump as he looks up to the sky as he gets it. It's like, yeah. 
What an image. And I tell you what, these boys, they've got a future in this, haven't they? Yeah, these two aren't bad, are they? <laughs> no, uh, and, and the thing is, you know, think back to WrestleMania 6 when the torch was passed yeah. and the camera was on Hogan, not on Warrior. Camera wasn't on Brett. Fuck no. This is one of those glorious bits, like, I've been on about this, what, for years on our podcast? You lose the match, fuck off to the back. Especially if you just lost the belt, you know? Yeah. I mean, in fairness, Brett would have done it. He doesn't need someone saying, get the fuck out and let me have my moment. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trust me. But yeah. I'm very aware that Sean didn't need to say the thing he said. Yeah. Get allegedly. out. <laughs> get out. Get to the back. Yeah. It's not your moment. Pay attention later. <laughs> ba-dum, ba-dum, bum. So... You didn't hear a guitar well after Brett lost, you know? <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, just to, just to clarify, as Brett's heading to the back, someone throws a Canadian flag to Brett. Brett grabs it and throws it to the ground in frustration and just walks out. Like, that angry Brett is a very intriguing character. I cannot wait to see where we go next with this. So, again, very, very mindful of time. And also being semi-mindful that... Oh, what have you got there? I'll let you do it, because this is iconic, and I don't want to not do it justice. Now? Yeah? The boyhood dream has come true for Shawn Michaels! We all want to have two ice cream sundaes and not be sick. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, you know... I, I might... Two Bellas! <laughs> Sorry, got a dragon. Uh, obviously I'm very mindful of time you know, we've gone on almost as long as the whole of Mania 12 it's, special, it's the beginning of a very special oh, series yeah. so. and also technically I should have been on a team meeting 10 minutes ago oh, really? which okay. is fine right but no, no but I, I'm already I'm not like Vince McMahon said I'm not going to apologise for being late <laughs> don't hear the reasons why you're late exactly I'm, I'm late because I'm doing something I'd rather do sure um, what a fantastic start to this series and genuinely like people have always gone back and go, "Have you watched the Iron Man?" I always said it before. No, I haven't. But if this you is my first f- time watching the whole show and the whole match, I think I don't think I've ever watched this match in its entirety, and it was fucking incredible. If you are a fan of wrestling, good storytelling with spots in it as well. Don't get me wrong, you know, I, I you said that it's smart working, but there are some really good high intensity spots in this. Hell yeah! WrestleMania 12 main event. Do not bother watching the rest of the card. But this match alone, the Piper Goldust stuff was quite fun. If you can, yeah, tolerate the homophobia bits. This match alone has made this pay per view a three cornflake pay per view. Yeah, me. yeah, it's weird to say, and that's a five star match by any any means yeah. of the word. But it, it's it's a three pay per view. Yeah, yeah, which is two more than we gave anything from <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. And it was so nice because even though it was silly and the matches were not good, yeah, they kept them short. Yeah, absolutely. And they gave the time for the main event. No one was it's, greedy it's like, with their time. It's like a three-hour pay-per-view, and an hour in, there's, there's just Brett and Sean. Yeah. They, they basically give them like 90 minutes. It's really awesome. Masterful. And I'm... Mm, to finish, and I know it's two different generations, two different storylines, two different builds. Who's better? Brett and Sean's or Danielson and Hangman's? Uh, it, it just, just a match. Just, just a match. Yep. It's Danielson and Hangman. Okay. As a spectacle, that doesn't even come close to Brett and Sean. I would agree with you. I think it's a, a very hard thing to judge. 
Yeah, Danielson and Hangman would have been an Iron Man in the Attitude Era. Yeah, the work rate yeah. is insane in that match. And just the story work rate as well. Not just like, oh, look, Johnny Gargano can do spots. You know? <laughs> it's it's no, much more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But, um, but what, so where are we going next on this journey to immortality? Because I said, we've got 26 shows that we're covering. This is going to take us all the way through to survivor series 97 we have the module screw job there are parts of this story we're not going to cover so we're not going to do the whole ecw invasion because obviously brett and sean aren't going to waste their time with ecw i think we might get some isaac yankum <laughs> well we'll find out i guess so next week we will be doing the october the 21st 1996 episode of raw this is quite a while after this WrestleMania 12. We're yeah, well, we're talking six it. months later. Yeah, because or Brett... we'll, we'll get there for the next show. Okay, all right. So we'll need to do a backstory of what's happened when and what's happened over the last six months. There's a very good reason why, lovely listener. Let's put it that way. Thank you so much. Uh, this this series is going to be fucking great. I'm so excited by this. Whether it's got awful stuff, bad stuff, interesting stuff, we know it's going to be controversial. Everyone knows the bits about Sean and Brett, and I'm so looking forward to seeing how we get to Montreal. And we've got to watch a good wrestling match on the podcast. Hell yeah, it's been a while. Awesome. Where can people find you on the social media? You can find me at Fanboy Rich on Twitter. I don't use anything else and watch my shit on WrestleDork. You can find me at the Tax Williams on Twitter and Facebook. I will be wrestling for Lockhorns Wrestling on April the 13th in Margate in Kent. Follow Lockhorn Wrestling. But most importantly, follow the podcast at World of Rest Pod. If you do actually listen, tweet us. Let us know you actually listen. And it's not just all the bots or some of our lovely friends who message on the Facebook page, which I do need to get back and message to. I'm now going to go and jump into a team meeting where I'm going to say, not even apologize for being late. I'm going, all right. Let me talk about what I want to talk about. <laughs> you can also email us at world of, Rest, world of wrestling podcast at gmail.com if you don't have Twitter. There you go. There you go. It's a long email address, but it's funny. You have to type it in or spell it correctly. Right. Love you all. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. See you next week.
will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You gotta penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Get, 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 get it, 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 get it,